to 7 p.m. Pacific time, leading into Nick and Artie, two of our comedy heroes. Uh, follow them Big at time. Extreme Talk XM165. Uh, you can follow us here on the Toe Top Network and all of the shows. I mean, the network is just growing. It's insane. There are more and more famous comics grabbing shows on this network, snapping them up. Uh, at Toad Hop Network is where you can find us. You can give us a call tonight. 888-520-4374 is our telephone number. 888-520-HUFF-SHOW. I'm uh, very excited. There's a lot happening here at the John Lovitz tonight. It's like, an, it's like a packed house downstairs. I think Daryl Wright may be getting up on stage to do some stand-up. We had Jordan Peele of Key and Peele here right. on Two Guys and a Microphone My friend Los Jordan Angeles. Peele is here. That's right. In right. case He's, you guys <laughs> forgot, I know him. You know him, but he didn't come on our show. <laughs> no, he was sick. He was on a he was on a, a whirlwind PR tour. Was he sick tonight? No, he actually he's said, here. He's here. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Well, I don't know if he's here right now, but uh. he said he would come back uh, to do like our now? show if we wanted. He did two guys in a microphone in Los Angeles, and he didn't do our show. I don't know. I, I, you, how bad do you want me to feel? How bad do you I, want I, I, Peel to feel? I was actually hoping that he was sticking around. I could make him feel bad. Oh, Shame him no. into coming he's back. He's the in. nicest dude ever. Don't do that. He's then, the only nicer person in the world than him is Keegan. <laughs> See, there you go. I'm glad we got the nice one. Yeah. <laughs> if we can shame him back in, this would be the hugest show ever. Because we've got a big show coming up. Computer Love is back yep. on the program. The World of the Cyber Singles with Joe Stapleton uh, coming up in a How bit. How to do it. How to do it. How to and bring it also, back. And also, Conan monologue writer Josh Comers, also a very funny stand-up comedian, joins us a little bit later on in the show. At Josh Comers in the 10 o'clock hour, he will come on and teach us how to craft the perfect monologue joke. No pressure on the round-robin joke-off, he's, Joe. He's also... Um, He's also a champion of the stand-up comic. Mm-hmm. Remember the day we were waiting in line? He was like, I do, I, I do not submit to this. I do not submit to my open mic travesties being filmed. And he's like, who's coming with me? And we were all just so desperate for stage time that we kind of just did the thing that your people are used to where we just look down at our feet. Yeah. Like, no, we're going we're gonna to hang with these guys. We're going to do it. <laughs> well, it was funny. I mean, in, li- in line with him, it was like hilarious. It was like a game of, of guess who trying to figure out. Like, you thought you knew him from poker. Yeah, I, and then I, I was like, I was like yeah. watching him slowly get more and more irritated with you thinking that it was poker and not that he was a big stand-up and a right. monologue writer for, you know, arguably a, a comic I legend. I assume he knew who I was, right. Scott. <laughs> You're like, poker, right? You You're like, you don't recognize me from TV, from from poker events, maybe a poker tournament, maybe in the background of a poker show? And finally he was like, I write for Conan. I don't have to stick around the shitty uh, open mic and yeah. have it be filmed and put on the internet. He didn't actually say that. That's just Are you sure? hyperbole. Yeah. yeah. If the energy's high in the room tonight, it's because Joe and I, speaking of people who need attention and need stage time, Ooh, decided we were boy. just going to pull a drop-by at the, uh, and by drop-by, I mean, see, in, in comedian world, a drop-by means you actually stop in and they let you just go right on stage. We didn't drop-by. No. We went we, and we, begged for five we minutes. We did the, the premeditated sign-up. Yeah. <laughs> the opposite of the drop-by. <laughs> and spent about 30 bucks to get five minutes of stage time. That's right. Oh, wow. At the haha. So if we're, I mean, we've been on stage already tonight. It's, it's intense. So if the energy's high. That's why. There's so many other reasons why the energy is high That's right now, too. though, because also when we came in, uh, we were we were greeted with the very nice news that we've we've finally gotten our exact numbers. Yes. Oh, for what uh, what kind of listenership this show has? Actually, we finally got the numbers we believe. Because here's the thing: when they told yes. us your numbers are shit, we did we're not like, believe. There's it. no fucking way that what you are saying is true. You're full of shit. Our numbers are much better because they were saying some absurdly low number. Right. It's. If we're doing the math, Joe, it's not six figures, but there is a six in it. it would so need, I consider that to be a win. And also, you would need sort of an exponent next to the original number that they quoted us for it to be correct mathematically what the actual number is. Yeah, it's like to the tenth power or some. No, nonsense. I don't think. I th- well, anytime you go to the tenth, we're talking power. Google Plexus here, yeah. Scott. But uh, <laughs> but maybe you know squared. 
Yeah, it's at least squared. <laughs> it's at least squared. Wait, what's they told us thirty listeners. Yeah. What would thirty squared be? Oh my god, three thousand. Nine thousand. Nine thousand. Nine thousand. Yeah. Yep. I'm shitty at math too, but it's way more than squared then. Okay. Way more than squared. <clears throat> the point is we're we're feel we're riding high on that yep. a little bit. And then also coming in after us tonight is uh, oh, a yeah. new porn star podcast. The Sex Squad. S E K S, right? Mm-hmm. S K W A D. Yep. Well, it has yeah, it has wad. Well, in they there. put the wad in yeah. squad. Yeah. So that's <laughs> cleverish. But then they fool you into thinking it's not about sex with the S E K S. It's weird. They went even grosser. I love sex. Sex is one of my favorite things. It's about time <laughs> there were a podcast for us sex fans. Yeah, I'm. I am really mediocre at sex, but I'm great at sex. Sex is su- super easy. easy. It, it still comes talks very to naturally. Me. Uh, anyway, I did my research. You did. On the, well, I meant to do research on both of these hosts coming in, mm. but I kind of got hung up on doing research for one of them. Which one? Uh, Jade. By the way, they're both named Jaden. <laughs> and uh, Nick here is going to well, be Well, one of them's a porn star and the other one's Will Smith's son. That's right, yeah. <laughs> he, is, he is the sec. Will Smith's oh, yeah, son is, mm-hmm. is the sec Poor expert. Um, so yeah, uh, but uh, they're both named Jaden, mm-hmm. and our, our sound man here, Nick, is going to be engineering their show. So hey, what's up, my new best friend, Nick? <laughs> You're welcome. Told you if you stuck around long enough, something good would finally happen from yeah. your show. And Nick's a good-looking dude, so I think that uh, he's in a good spot right now. But anyway, I was doing my research, and one of them only has sex with girls, on camera at least. Which, if you're going to date a porn star, which I'm saying I would like to do, right? <laughs> you might as well be with the one that only has sex with girls on camera. Like, I can't think of a better situation that, than that. That is pretty great. Could, like, choose. You gotta be good. You gotta be really good. You gotta be good. Yeah. Really? Oh yep. yeah! Mm-hmm. If you want to be willing to go to all the holes too, if you want to be, if you want to choose to not get shit on, you got to be good. You got to be real good. But yeah. to choose just to be with girls, you got to be they're damn good and hot. They, you got to be really hot, too. of course. Yeah. They, what? No, they don't. They don't. Who? If you don't want to have fucked up things to you, you got to be really good, Jackie. I'm saying like they don't like poop on you in porn. You got like a whole innocent thing going for you. You wouldn't have to get pooped on. Yeah, she's always vaguely interested, too. Yeah. She's always scheming. Like, You're what, jobless what right I, now. What's, like, the worst thing you think they'd make me do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how much money could I get for that? Yeah. Ew, no. They Are you do- how down and out would you have to be? Like, you already said Playboy was an option. Give us a it's number. Like, yeah. Down and out? Yeah, how down and out do you like, need to be? Like, I would have to not have a place to live, I think. Okay. Cool. Well, I happen to have Jackie's landlord on the phone right now. <laughs> Am I being evicted? Welcome to the show, Jackie's landlord. Hello. Hey, how you doing? This is Brennan. Hey, what's, what's going up, on? Brandon? I have a. Uh, uh, I think it's a glitch in the matrix. I'm not sure if you guys are going to. What's going to be our policy on this? Here's the thing, Brandon. Glitch in the matrix, notwithstanding, the show is so short these days. Yep. I don't know that we can just do drop. Let's let him do one, but only if he evicts Jackie. Okay. <laughs> Brandon, you're Jackie. You're Jackie's <laughs> landlord, right? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can you please evict her, and then you can do your glitch in the matrix? Well. uh... If uh, if I get the sound drop, I might just have to evict her. Okay, fine. Go ahead. What a what's negotiator your, what's, what's Brandon is. What the fuck? You want my blood? Take my blood. <laughs> it's like right, that's right. Samuel L. Jackson from The Negotiator. Yeah, Jesus. I, just got out of, <laughs> I got out of class this morning, mm-hmm. uh, and I decided I wanted to smoke a little bud, you know. And I put my weed in my grinder, mm-hmm, and right. I got a thought that you know I should call my mom. I haven't talked to her in a while. <laughs> And By the way, glitches in the matrix are glitches in the matrix. He's not my cell phone, and I see that during the minute or so that I was doing that, I actually had received a missed call from my dad. What? Uh huh. 
Okay, this yep, is this, this is what I wanted it. to say to Brandon. He's gonna, wow, God. that is an itchy trigger Come finger, on. Nick. I have a I have a I have bye, a fucking bye, good mind to take that whole porn show away from you after giving the sting after that. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Glitches in the matrix appear much more prevalent when you are, as he put it, smoking some bud. Smoking some bud, yeah. <laughs> I went to call someone and then someone else called me. Yes! Oh my god, what a glitch in the matrix. That's insane. Can boy, I tell you guys boy. what's coming up on the Sex Squad, 11 to 12 a.m.? Sure. Uh, this episode will be about getting to know Jaden James and Jaden Cole. Sounds good so far. The ladies want to talk a little bit about where they came from. and They also came from vaginas. Yeah. Now yeah. they work in vaginas. And they come from vaginas. And about <laughs> getting into the adult industry. They will also talk about the latest adult news, share their personal ideas and experiences relating to those topics, and then spend a lot of time interacting with listeners. They want you to call in, ask them questions, and get to know them, give some input on the news they discuss, and ask for advice in your relationships or sexual encounters. Sex Squad, 11 p.m. tonight, following Huff and Stapes. That's like probably the most dressed up version of a porn star podcast I've Why ever heard. What shit was that? <laughs> like, I expect them to be wearing suits and ties <laughs> when they come in here after hearing that yeah. description. This ain't your grandma's porn star podcast. Oh, wait, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> How would you do it, Joe? How would you do it? These two, what, what would you say? These two sluts are going to come in here and talk about, oh, fuck it. I don't, what is he suggesting? Talking about the pinnacles of the adult film industry. <laughs> Jaden James and Jaden Cole. Discussing the ins and outs of the adult world. This is like their book jacket. <laughs> uh, anyway. Great job, copywriter. <laughs> yes, please. If one of the girls wrote that herself, then I guess it's impressive. I'll tell you what it is, Joe. It's It's sexy. Sec, yeah. It's sec, C. S E K dash S Y. It's sec, C. Should we get into computer love? Yeah, let's do it. Since I'm gonna the get... show's almost over already. <laughs> we almost got to get out of here. The real yeah. reason we're doing computer love, go ahead with the song whenever. The real reason we're doing computer love at the top of the show is because I want to do, I I'm going away for a while, but next week is my last week here. And I want to do your computer love stories. I want to hear. I want to next give, week. You want to do that? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. I want someone. I, I'm going to choose a lost cause or a particularly good story. That's right. And we're going to work on. I'll work on your profile in the next week. I will. Whoever I choose, I'll work on your profile. I'll tell you. I'll give you some of my advice. I'll do what that I can. And Scott too. Scott's got no, good advice. No, no, no. I was just thinking to myself. Edit the goddamn show for XM if you're going to help somebody with the dating profile. I'll send you the MP3. That's what I was thinking. Sorry, I just oh, I don't no. get that. I don't know what that you means. have so much time on your hands to help these people oh, with their yeah. dating profiles. I've, yeah, I've offered many times <laughs> to cut the show for XM Scott. So you'll help people with their profiles. Yes, yeah, so I want to help whatever, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever the computer love dating questions you might have. Ship them in, and I'll try to block off one segment for Scott and I to bat you know one big thing around or a couple of small things. But yes, I got back into the world of the cyber singles this week, so I'm going to give you guys here in the studio a choice. I got two stories. We don't have time for both of them. I can tell you a story about me being horribly rejected via email okay. and getting ripped apart, or I can tell you a story that I had with a relative success, but with a twist ending. Ooh. But with a twist Ending. I want to hear the twist ending. Jackie asked in the green room if the twist ending was you fucked a dude. No, I said like it turned out to be a dude. I'll say this: Adam's apple. Gonna, I promise it's not that good. When I, I will, I will say this: when I speak of the twist ending, 
you will be sorely disappointed and wish you had chosen the other story. <laughs> okay, there you go. So then tell the other story. Okay, I'm can a, you help me out with my dating profile real, real quick though? As long sure, as we're together, love. How dare you? Yeah, no, my okay Cupid profile says happily married. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, How can you help me? I couldn't tell you, Scott. I'd have to be real fucked up to not be Your doing well with that because my photos us just on a on a tandem bicycle, <laughs> looking it's for your friends. Yeah. All right. So, uh, quick little backstory. This this girl's name is. Uh, we're just gonna call her Tap Dancer. And uh, just a quick little background on her. I love computer love. She had she had mentioned that uh, she had left OK Cupid for a while, but now she was back. And uh, now that she was, and she was also like a circus performer. Like she uh, is an acrobat, and so she's in really good shape. Why like do a you gymnast find- and an acrobat? Uh-huh. Do you take breaks? Like, why do you find that people take breaks from computer love? Like, why do they just go away? I took a break because I had a girlfriend for a long time, and it was actually the first time in my life that I ever deleted my online dating profile and didn't just pretend to. (laughs) That that makes sense. I can tell. That's why I'm heartbroken. Um, So here's what I said to her. I would really like to be the reason you're glad you came back to OkCupid. Either that or the reason you end up regretting it. I apologize. I just want to be memorable one way or the other. I find you to be absolutely fascinating, and of course, I'm in awe of your body. Whoa, really? Uh, you went, that's pretty Hopefully early. you can take that statement, statement in the way in which it's intended, which is to say that her job is her, she's like an acrobat. Oh, right. So yeah. I, I thought, you know, it would be different than a typical body compliment. Maybe that was a mistake. I'm willing, at this point, I'm willing Why to talk. Why acrobat, though? It's not like I'm super impressed with the fact that you can walk a tightrope or jump off a 30-foot diving board. I said body whatever. because it's a little ambiguous, and you can right. sometimes get someone to, to focus on. If it's cool to make a statement like that, they'll focus on that. Oh, okay. All right. Anyway, I'm willing to chalk that one up to experience. I can't really tell how much we'd have in common, as if I've already listed something, but I know I'd probably bend your ear and look at you very intently while you spoke and would probably only check my cell phone eight or nine times. Ha. Anyways, maybe you'll write me back. Columbus. She said she was from Columbus, Ohio. Mm. Maybe not. Be good, Joe. She lives in Columbus? She's from Columbus. Oh. Yeah, I'm not trying to do like a long distance say, <laughs> good luck. tap dancer thing. All right. She responded, um, after reading your profile, I really have no idea why you emailed me. Whoa. After one Jesus. day, I already regretted returning to this site, so I'm sorry you lose out on that position. Oh. <laughs> I most likely wouldn't put up with 90% of your shit and being, I listed this thing on my profile, I was like, my last girlfriend said I was never wrong. It's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me. She said, I most likely wouldn't put up with 90% of your shit and being never wrong is not a good trait whatsoever. Wow. I'm disgusted by your stance on cigarettes. I just say like, I've never smoked in my life, but I think they're cool. Like, people don't have enough well, you joys say you in their cool? life. I don't say they're cool. I say... <laughs> I'm glad that they exist. I think people um, have so few joys in the world. Why try to take cigarettes away from them? Right. Uh, I'd rather people live their lives than die early, but that's just me. I really dislike facial hair. You look like my father, which is creepy. Oh. Really creepy. <laughs> Sorry if that's whoa, insulting. Whoa, whoa. T- time out. Time out. That's kind of on her. And actually on her dad. Right? What is, why really <laughs> creepy? Why did she feel the need to reiterate that? Maybe you guys look alike. Yeah, I don't know. You look like my dad, and he's a piece of shit. My guess so is that a piece of shit. I look like her dad that probably died a young, abusive death after smoking cigarettes. I guess would be so. my guess. Jesus, uh, really creepy. He was never wrong till the end. He's like, these things won't kill me. <laughs> sorry Dying if that's breath. insulting. I'm not sorry if this entire message is insulting. But you seem like the kind of guy who doesn't give a damn anyway. Thus, I kind of don't care. Good luck on here, Heather. 
She used give a damn after being wow. such a raging C that entire time. She yeah, just give she, a damn. She backed it. She backed it. She backed it up to damn. You guys are in a 40s film noir. I don't yeah. give a damn. That was a pretty cunty response. <laughs> yeah, it was. Thank you, Jackie. You're welcome. Thank she didn't you. even I'll mention the thing about the body comment. I mean, if you're going to find something yeah. to get on me about. And by the way, I do have a hot body. <laughs> Die, Dad. So I, Kill yourself, Dad. A lot of times in these emails, <laughs> I, uh, I will plead to the girl in a way and say, look, if you're not into me, I would really love to know why. I, I promise oh, yeah. I won't like freak out or like say anything weird or stalk you. Or, I don't say the word stalk, but like, I just say like, yeah. I'm, I can take rejection really well, but I just would really love to know like what is turning you off so I can maybe try to figure it out. She was pretty clear. She was, she was very clear. So, I, But I pride myself in saying that like I take rejection very well and mm. I don't, I won't ever fire back with something mean. You just right. talk about it on your radio show. I just talk about my radio show, exactly. Yeah. So there was a lot of things the that went like... 30 people to the 30th power. <laughs> that, is, that is more than a billion suns. <laughs> um, yeah, so all I said back was I appreciate the response back. Good luck to you too, exclamation point. Joe. I would have thrown in a little insult. Yeah, I don't do that though. I think it's I it's cool. Like I'm 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 taking one for the team here, and just being one of the good guys who like doesn't freak out after getting an email like this because I think I think negativity perpetuates itself. Yes, yeah, Scott. Yeah, I don't know. I would have been like, you probably suck at the trapeze. <laughs> fuck yourself, acrobat. <laughs> Who's a fucking acrobat? It's not an occupation. I hope you fall. It's a Did hobby she go to at best. School? Yeah, she in Cirque du Soleil. She go down there and heckle her. Oh, maybe. That would be awesome. Kind of Cirque du be the first heckler ever in <laughs> yeah. this history of Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. Like cutting holes in the net. Throwing Not shit bad. at her while she's on the tightrope. That eh, would get you arrested. <laughs> Whatever heckling you can do to an acrobat gets you arrested, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Fuck off, Big Top fun. Pee-wee. <laughs> Scott and Joe, acrobat hecklers. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's yeah. so brutal, man. What an yeah, asshole. She sounds really mean. Yeah. So I was like, wow. Ouch. I did make some modifications to the profile after, though. Trimmed in a few spots. Got rid of the line about never being wrong. Because uh, she was like the, maybe the second person who had commented on it. There's something wrong with her. That's yeah, a really right? strong yeah. response. Why like You were on... trying to joke around and have a good time with her, and she just took the nuclear option on you and yeah. just blasted yeah. off for no reason. Why is she dating online? Oh, like, you know what attitude. I just realized? Yeah, exactly. I've done this once before, and it could very much be that one time I like wrote to a girl that I'd been on a date with like five years before and never called her back. Ooh. Maybe this is that case She would case announce again. herself. Come on. Wouldn't you remember an acrobat? I would have remembered going out with some. I went out with one girl with a really sick body who made out with me in her car, and then on the way home, texted me. She was like, "Look, just so you know, like you're way heavier than you were in your photos." <laughs> so I don't want to hang oh, out with you again. Oh, and again, God. I said, "Thank you for your honest response." <laughs> you couldn't even give her like a sarcastic response. I, like, so like uh, when are we going out? Wait. No, I <laughs> went, when are we hanging out, acrobat? No, you know what I did when I got home? I went running at midnight and cried at the same time. I'm running today, didn't you? Just because of the porn stars. Too? Yes, I did. I was like trying to get motivated, and I was like, "Dude, you got." I get, I'm just getting to the point where my stomach, like that little roll that's like right above your belt loop, it's the thinnest it's ever been in my life. And wow, I felt it you. one day, and I was good like, "Oh my god, this is awesome!" And I immediately wanted to go throw up all the food I just eaten. <laughs> You're bulimic now. Yes, I might be. I might be bulimic. But anyway, yeah. Then I, I went on. A, long story short, for the other story, yeah. if you like, went on a date. Really liked this girl a lot. It went as well as I possibly could have. I, I was like, oh my god, I like someone. And then uh, texting was sparse the next day. It was very sparse. Oh. And it was like, okay, like we, it took like a couple of hours to get a response every time. And then finally, I was like, hey, I'd really like to hang, hang out again. And she was like, good, me too. And I was like, nope, I was not, that was not what I was looking for. And then I said, okay, well, you know, 
this was going to be my last text to her ever, possibly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, all right, well, let me know when. Holler whenever. And she uh, she was like, I'm really busy this week, but I'll get back to you. And I was like, okay. So a rough week online. Maybe yeah, she's just week. focusing on her career? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I expect something a little more exciting. It was not... It was not comparable to the way I felt, that's mm. all. But that's okay. I'm happy for that. You know, it was just awesome. <laughs> I'm so happy you know, that. You know, it was great. So Drew just showed up finally. Yeah. She's 20 minutes later, whatever it is. It's fine. Whatever. It's fine. Don't, you, just, don't worry about it. Just sit down. Answer the calls. <laughs> she, was, she heard us saying something about week, so she was trying to type in. A guy named Johnny Blaze wants career advice from Joe. She wrote, wants career advice from week. <laughs> she obviously heard it and then deleted it and wrote Joe. Uh, should we try Johnny Blaze real quick? we got a couple minutes left before we have to go to the break. Save some career advice for me. Well, let's talk to Johnny Blaze. Yeah, you can, you can, yeah let's talk to Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze, welcome to Huff and Stapes. Hello. Phone number, by the way, 888 That's not our thing, Johnny Blaze, but hey now to you, sir. What's happening? This is, uh, this is Johnny Blaze calling from WIVB Radio here in Ithaca. Cornell, how are you doing? All right, What's Cornell on, Student man? Radio. That's awesome. I uh, I almost went to Cornell. Awesome. Yeah, I'm uh, doing uh, broadcasting and acting here. You know, I'm really interested in... Uh, Following a similar career path as you did, Joe. Well, you uh, well, Aww. and Scott also had a similar yeah, career fine. path, I but I don't you know. Well, speaking I of speaking of Hoff, yeah, I've actually been in contact with Scott Herf. Uh, <laughs> Have you really? And yes, yes, and the Blaze and Herf show will be heating up computer screens <laughs> beginning of <this> summer. <laughs> I'm already, I'm good, I'm in. I can't wait and, for uh, Blaze and Herf. I it's mean, Herf and Blaze, by the way. The Huff always goes first. Spot. I'm the Toad Hop Network <laughs> and Extreme Talk XM 165. Well, guess what, Blaze? You're never going to get a show with Huff unless you put his name first. Oh, well, no, this is Herf, mind you. Yeah, oh, right. Herf. 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 The real and, uh, mm-hmm. Johnny? And uh, in okay. addition, yeah. <laughs> we will be stealing away your newest girl, Jackie Bray. How are you doing this, Jackie? I'm good. Are you on the air right Jackie now, Blaze? Because you're very high energy. Please don't evict me. Uh, maybe. Maybe on the air. He might be on the air. Are you on the, on the air right now? We're, on the, we're definitely on the air. Are you on the air? That's the question. Awesome, awesome. And what kind of stuff can't we say if you're He's on, on the, the air, air, but it's oh, the kind of God. air that comes out of a blunt. Oh, I see. I see. Cornell's Dean sucks balls. You want to say <laughs> stuff like that on your network? The Cornell Dean is going to get caught up in a child molestation scandal. Is that legal oh. on your show? Oh, for I'm not. not sure about that. But yeah. I'm at for Jackie. Okay. What? Jackie, how are you doing? Awesome. Never put that to me. I uh, I just wanted to let you know that if you would like to come on your show, if you would like to come on our, my show, actually, mine and Herf's show, uh, I can offer to lick your ass. Okay. So there we go. <laughs> Pretty good. Johnny Blaze. He, got, he, got, he was all right. It was very close. He almost got whole. I appreciate that. No? Nope. Mm-hmm. Hey, Johnny, guess what? It worked. She's in. <laughs> She'll be right there. Yeah. She's booking a ticket right now. Totally. Good move, buddy. We should let uh, Jaden. You nailed James, it. We should let Jaden James and Jaden Cole write out their description of what it'll be like for Jackie to go on the Cornell radio show and never ask. <laughs> it'll sound very boring. Jackie Bray does an interview, a very up close and personal interview with Cornell Student Radio. Jackie Come bears all week. like she's never <laughs> shown us before. Um, I do it. Oh yeah. no. It was lucky that he was entertaining right up until that point. Anyway, triple eight five two zero four three seven four. If you'd like to call the program. Us at HuffAndStapes.com is the email. The uh, Twitter account, at HuffStapes, uh, at ToadHop Network, and at ExtremeXM165. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, it is Jackie Bray with the news right here on the HuffAndStapes radio show. She's going to go throw up first. When we get back, it's Jackie Bray with the news. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.
If you miss the Farley Brothers... Well, we have on eBay at the moment a uh, six... I think a six-ticket VIP pass to Mad Men. Mm. You can go see the ticket of Mad Men. And the winner gets to have a walk-on roll. If all the followers pull yeah, their money, money together, together and make me be the walk-on <laughs> I promise you, I will fuck Mad Men up. <laughs> go ahead. If you can get the madman bet up to fifty thousand, fifty thousand, Farley I will, will go personally on shoot John Hamm. The Farley Brothers, Wednesday afternoons at two Pacific, only on the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Radio show live on the Toad Hop Network and Extreme Talk XM 165. Sorry, I'm just watching some Jaden James stuff <laughs> on the break. No. This one's a really awesome where she yeah. and another girl are wrestling. That's, that sounds like more than wrestling. That's like Jerry Sandusky style wrestling. There, yeah, it's, it there. is. It absolutely is. They're wrestling and there may be a household. Twice in like five minutes. Sorry, hey, you know what can I do? It, it's, it's, it's wrestling and there may or may not be a household appliance involved. Yeah. She had to drag a girl all the way over so that the extension cord would reach. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> a lot of toys. Coming up after this, Sex Squad, 11 to uh, midnight. Apparently, there's a live show going on downstairs now. I think uh, Daryl Wright has taken the stage. So, Proto is not be able to. He, he was here to watch us live, I think also to watch Daryl. But anyway, uh, we're no longer Proto. live here. I love uh, Daryl, and I want Daryl to do stand-up comedy all the time. But mm-hmm. also, it seems weird that we would invite people to come down. Like, I'm glad a whole <laughs> gang of people didn't come down to, like, watch us through the glass. And then, yeah. you know... I don't want to say have to listen to Daryl Wright, but, you know, have to listen to Daryl Wright. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, Who's right. amazing, by the way. Yeah. 888 is the telephone number. Us at HuffingStapes.com. Still to come on the show. Jackie Bray is going to read the news here shortly. Also, Josh Comers, monologue writer for Conan O'Brien, for Conan on TBS. Uh, it's going to be awesome. I cannot wait to talk to this guy. That just seems like an awesome job. Yeah. Just seems like a great job to be able to write. I'd jokes probably do it. Yeah, probably <laughs> some of mine. I'd probably do it for free. Smaller demands. Uh, Jackie, it's time to do the news. All right. It's Tuesday, Newsday, the only day that matters for news. And now, up in Stapes, news with Jackie Bray. You Jackie see, it's Bray. it's a wrestling match, and what happens is. The more you touch the other girl's <laughs> vagina, the more points you get. And then when it's over, oh, really? they have to do whatever you say. Uh, but it's but it's like a sporting event at the same time. Did anyone get it with a two by four or like a steel chair? No, Scott. It's <laughs> come on, man. Don't get ridiculous. It's not fake. It's this not, is real it's wrestling. Real. Yeah, this yeah is real wrestling. come on. <laughs> two by four. Oh yeah, we're also doing motherfuckers of invention later. Yes, on. I forgot about that. I think Comer's going to join in for some motherfuckers of invention. Oh, there are some motherfuckers around this week. Anyway, time for Dragonberry. Okay. <laughs> Supreme Court ruling allows strip searches for any arrest. The Supreme Court on Monday... GG Constitution. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, They ruled by a 5-4 to vote that officials may strip search people arrested for any offense, however minor, before admitting them to jails, even if the officials have no reason to suspect the presence of contraband. You know what that means? Did you go to jail when you got your DUI? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. 
You yep, would have got that strip would, searched. You would have gotten for strip sure. Hot girls better get their shit together. Because yep. all of a sudden there's going to be like traffic things that didn't exist anymore. I know. Like the lights are going to go out. And it's going to be like, like failure to stop them, twice. Man. You're like, what the fuck is failure to stop twice? They're like, shut up. <laughs> You're think, going to jail. Think about this. You're a cop, right? You're on a meager civil servant salary. It's about time. It's about closing times. Do you yeah. go to the strip club or do you catch a hot chick coming home from the bar, rolling through a stop yeah, sign, making a rolling right hand turn? Gross. That's what yep. we call a California stop. Now show me the California roll, bitch. They're like, oh, I'm sorry, you didn't come to a full stop, or as I like to call it, an unstrippable stop. So we're gonna have to take you to jail. <laughs> you sorry. did not come to an unstrippable stop. That is a stop that we can strip <sighs> so you for, gross. and unfortunately, get in the back. Let's go. I'm sorry, is your license plate expired? I'm gonna need to check your anus. <laughs> maybe the maybe the one that actually works is up there, and we can pull it out and put it on oh. your car. It's for your own health. <laughs> it's for your own good. Oh, this freaks me out. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they said cavity searches, by the way. I don't think it was a 5-4 to four vote on cavity searches. What's the difference will... between a strip search and a cavity search? You probably it's have to spread deal. your cheeks, right? Yeah. yeah. That's where you're going to hide most things. Right. I think cheeks. they said you have to do that for this one. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. A that's, standard strip search probably has ugh, at least butt cheek gross. showing. That's yeah. the joke. <laughs> Every detainee who will be admitted to the general population may be required to undergo a close visual inspection while undressed. And um, I bet it'll be close. <laughs> Jackie, your inspection is going to be close. <laughs> close encounter of the third kind. That's I'm scared now. <laughs> I'm scared. You should Excuse be. We should, you know what? The thing is that we should all be scared. The way that our civil liberties... I'm so sorry. Here comes the soapbox, man. But they're getting stripped away stripped, from us. Stripped, literally. Stripped. Yes. Stripped. Literally, Scott. That literally is genius. Yeah, exactly. You, can I use that? <laughs> when? You can use it whenever now. you want. Should, yeah, right can this I use second? it now? Yeah. Uh -huh. Go ahead. We are literally being stripped <laughs> of our civil liberties... Every day, uh, the whole the Secret Service thing that just happened, where it's illegal to protest now, fucking bye, goodbye, Constitution. Yeah. Or where it's like... Uh, uh, what happened to illegal search and seizure? That's what this, this is. There's, like, it's, it's too much. It's going beyond. You don't need, for a rolling right turn, you don't need to be stripped. And if you're the kind of person, stupid. if you're the kind of person that says, you have, if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to worry about, go fuck yourself. You're a fucking idiot. In this idiot. case, this doesn't count. Though. I say that about, like, the airport. I'm sorry, like, you're boarding a plane, there's other people's lives at stake, okay? I, I completely get that. If the that. security like, worked at airports, I could see whatever. that. Whatever, I don't want to, let's not go off on a tangent. You get my point. There are yes. certain circumstances where I can at least see the argument on that side of things, but when it's just like, we can strip search you for anything, even if you're not a threat at all, that's absurd. Yeah. That is... That is certainly yes. stripping your rights away. Well, this one guy, he was in a passenger seat. His wife got pulled over for speeding. He had some fine or something. He paid it, but it wasn't updated in the system. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, we have an outstanding warrant for your arrest. They took him to jail, and they did a strip, strip search, and he didn't even do anything wrong. And you can, um, what's it called? You can be strip searched for violating a leash law, driving without a license. A leash law, like a dog leash like law. Dog that's right. Yeah. See? This is, that's and just insane. failing to pay child support. Eh. <laughs> kind of deserve it. Maybe Whatever. Maybe he's fucking behind on his luck. He is a single dad. Yeah, where's he hiding that money that he's not giving up to the family? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Shake yeah. him loose. A nun was even strip, strip searched after an arrest for trespassing during an anti-war demonstration. Unbelievable. He just wanted to be the first one to see it. They're like, we have taken all of your rights. Now we want your fucking clothes, too. Sorry, five to four. That's Boom, horrible. we're taking I really, it. I don't know what's happening in this country. Jack, you ready for this conversation? Excuse me, miss. Do you know how fast you were going? No? Good. Let's go. <laughs> yep. Let's go. I think it was 10 miles an hour under the speed limit. Doesn't matter. You're going to jail. Oh We're strip search. That's it. That's it. Seriously. You don't know. You better um, know exactly. You mean, no, I wouldn't. You mean this broken taillight? This is going to end 
so badly. This is one of those things where in you should know right now, but hindsight will be twenty twenty. <laughs> like everyone that, knows. That's another good one. What hindsight? Yeah, hindsight is going to be twenty twenty. Yeah. A lot of open butts. We're going to be looking into a lot of asses. Hindsight will be 2020. Yeah, they're like, why did we do this? It's one police scandal away from going right back to the Supreme Court. We're taking this to the Supreme Court. I don't Court, think it will. Where it all started in the first place. I don't think it place. will, Scott. I think we're on a, we're on a downward spiral, and it's only going to get worse. Where are you going to go, Joe? I mean, I know you spend a lot of time in Europe these days. You probably think it's I don't want to go now. anywhere. I don't want it. I love it here. I, I love certain things about this country. I love a lot. Of, I'm, I'm very prideful about America, but I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed a lot, too. Yeah, this is this is bad. This is really, really bad. Yeah. Uh, what else we got in the news, Jackie? Okay, a teddy bear face robot is built for battlefields. Oh, at least this will cheer me up. It's pretty cute. <laughs> Six feet tall, made of aluminum and bench pressing 500 pounds. This isn't your average teddy bear. The bear robot, so named for its cutesy bear-like face, designed to be familiar and reassuring, is agile, strong, and capable of lifting and then carrying a injured fighter out of harm's way. You wow. see this thing, Scott? Yeah, I did. It's f- it's not cute. No, no, no. It's terrifying. It looks like a T-1000 with an animal's face <laughs> on it. <laughs> a unit with a bear tagalong would instead be able to deploy it to recover a casualty rather than having to dismount or even drive to the site, thereby reducing reducing risk to personnel and potentially freeing up more time for real medics. What do you think's worth more? to uh, the U.S. government. This fucking robot or uh, a dead soldier? Like, if there's a chance this thing could even get a fucking scratch on it, they're not sending it. <laughs> you, you don't think they're actually putting it we in the line We can't ding fire? up the fucking bear. Well, the bear can't. thing cost a billion dollars. But the bear saves soldiers, right? And that's why they want it to look friendly. Yeah. It's not like, you know, those, those fighter jets where they paint you know, like a shark's face on it or something to make it look scary. This thing's supposed to be like, I'm coming to save you. Right, but can you think of anything more terrifying no. than a mechanical bear dragging you off the battlefield? I'd be like, fuck you, bring me a fucking person, bear. <laughs> Get out of here. Bring me a guy with a gun. Let's go. I'm I don't getting... want you, teddy bear. Aww. Saved by a h- horrific abortion of technology yeah. and plushy. <laughs> so scary. You do? Yeah. That's what you would want to be. You're yes. in the heat of battle. You don't like, want to see oh, one of your brothers that you've been training bear with. bear is here. That lazy fucking bear that didn't even have to go through boot camp comes over to save you. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. Fuck that guy. Well, they're saying that it can't apply tourniquets right now, but they're working on it. So, like, it will be able to. So you know what this thing reminds me? <laughs> Nick is blown away by the tourniquet thing. It wasn't it'll, enough that it could save, save you. It'll save your life if you are out there. It won't apply a tourniquet yet, but it will sing you a song <laughs> while you put it on yourself. Yeah, it has one of those little tape decks. <laughs> You've got a battlefield injury, <laughs> but look at me. I'll fill you. The country time bears. That's right. <laughs> the robot has gambery. three components, a dynamic balancing behavior, a hydraulic controlled upper body, and an agile mobility platform with two independent sets of tracks that act as legs. And a full working cock. Just oh. for laughs. <laughs> just as a good, just for yet. Just for funsies. Oh, um, they they can... probably put the bear face on it, too, because it's like, if you're on the battlefield with all the weird shit that's out there these days, if it didn't have some sort of demarcation that it was coming to save your life, they'd probably just throw a hand grenade at it. If they were right, the absolutely. Field. Just had, like, if choppers that he picks you up with. If you, yeah. if you were, like, had your leg blown off in the battlefield and you saw fucking Johnny Five coming yeah. at you, yeah. what would you do? You don't want any of that. You nope. just start shooting. You open fire. That's right. You bury a full clip in that shit. Oh, my shit. God, I gotta, I gotta fight Afghani warriors and fucking Terminators? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, that. Plus, Johnny Five would just roll up there and like read the encyclopedia in front of you, not even save you. He'd get distracted. <laughs> Flips through like ten volumes of Encyclopedia Britannica while you're dying. I will insult all oncoming soldiers. <laughs> 
You can control the bear with a joist, a joystick, a mobile device, game console, or a computer. Who's li- who's who do you think for your life being saved if that happens? Some nerdy pimply faced teen in like yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah, is that who you think, or do you think the bear? Like at the end, you give the the bear a big hug. You give the you... you give a big thumbs up to the bear uh-huh. when the kid in Wisconsin <laughs> on his PlayStation wearing the Bluetooth. He's talking to you. He's yeah. talking through the whole thing. He's, he's like, like no I got problem. you, buddy. I happen to be up late. <laughs> Saw the bear was free. We're on top of this. Hold on, it's just hang in there, pal. Hold on a second. Mom, I'm busy. <laughs> I'm doing something. I'm saving a soldier's life. A real one. Well, the current prototype is fitted with maneuverable hands so the bear can gently scoop up casualties. And its arms are so strong, just one of the six-inch fingers can lift 100 pounds. Um, but it's gentle enough to handle eggs and light bulbs. <laughs> we got to get out it. there. Thank we God. Gotta, we got we got a four-pack of 60 watts out there. <laughs> it is exposed in the field. Send it the bear. Can you imagine the other soldiers? Like, they're all doing push-ups and, like, running 10 miles in the mud, and they get back, and the teddy bear is just, like, carrying eggs around a tent, <laughs> putting them down, just making sure he doesn't break the egg, walking back across. That bitch has it easy. I made omelets. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a total failure. GI shower. Is everyone okay? I was just bear. about to get out there. <laughs> but these eggs weren't going to set themselves down. <laughs> Swear to God, guys, next time I am... Gonna put the eggs down first. <laughs> uh, it's narrow enough to squeeze through um, a really narrow doorway. You had me. <laughs> it's narrow. This ten billion dollar piece of technology is narrow enough to, to to fit through a really narrow doorway, guys. That's what the the, the engineer That's who the built it. Yeah. He's like, well, carrying a human um, dummy, well, human-sized dummy. Well, it's it's got twin turret machine guns. It uh, can lift 100 pounds with one finger, and it can fit through a really narrow doorway. <laughs> That's impressive. It's right here in my calculations. <laughs> really It can narrow. effortlessly shift between terrains, and um, it can go... Just like a real bear. Yep. It currently cruises at 8 to 10 miles an hour, but it could go a lot faster if you needed to. <laughs> <laughs> a lot faster and really narrow. <laughs> There's so many things in this article I want to get to. It sounds like BS. One. Nope. Um... Yeah, that's about it. Um, teddy bear, uh, teddy bear face robot is built for battlefields. Now, every once in a while, there comes along a news story that is replete with comedic chestnuts. And when such a story comes along, it is Scott and mine's jobs to pick it completely bare of these chestnuts. And in doing so, we must have our news story round robin joke off with a monologue writer from Conan right out there. Yeah, where the fuck is he? Jesus, Comers, don't listen. Well, luckily, <laughs> Daryl Wright's on stage right now, oh, that's so he right. can't he hear us. Can't hear what do we decide on for the actual setup? I went with the setup that Jackie read, which was Teddy Bear Face Robot built for battlefields. The Teddy Bear Robot soldier is carried exclusively at Drones R Us. Batteries not included. <laughs> Teddy Bear Face Robot built for battlefields. The bear also doubles as a hand grenade. All you have to do is pull Teddy's ruck spin. Oh, <laughs> oh his ruck spin. I yeah, get it. Can you give me the setup, Joe? A little reversal of fortune here. Teddy bear faced robot built for battlefields. Uh, oh, no. I had to do my own setup for this one. Sorry. <laughs> teddy bear faced robot uh, built for battlefields. Uh, a movie about the teddy bear soldier is already in the works. It's called First Blood Part One. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fur. F U R. First. That joke is better on I am. First. No, it wasn't. Okay, I'm just saying <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, teddy bear faced robot built for battlefields. They call the medical robot Yogi Bear because it takes care of all the boo-boos. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, well, I can't believe this. I, I didn't realize that I had done this twice. Te- Jesus Christ. All right, whatever. Teddy Bear <laughs> Teddy Bear Face Robot joins U.S. military. Uh, Private Ruxpin is apparently a first soldier. <laughs> what? First. Like, he's first. He's fierce. He's first. Never mind. Two fur jokes. Oh uh, unbelievable. God. Josh Comer's coming up. never fly on Conan. Yeah. You imbecile. <laughs> I'm totally getting hired on Conan now. <laughs> Hey, Covers, do you hear those jokes? <laughs> Two fur, they're fur puns. Get wow. it? Because teddy bears are furry? The thing is, when you fur- Hire when me you, on Conan. When you made the first fur pun, I was like, that was so good, he could probably do another one. He could probably do a second fur pun, and then you did it. You went there, and you did it, and you achieved it, and you are everything. He is a first soldier. Mm. I just... <laughs> um, That's what I was doing on the inside. Teddy bear-faced robot built for battlefields. When you see one on the battlefield, it turns your pants into poo corner. <laughs> you want to do any more? No, I don't have any more. All right, I got a couple. Well, more. I have two more about fur, but I'm gonna leave those <laughs> Teddy bear face robot built for battlefields. Just in case PTSD wasn't T enough. <laughs> All right, one more. Teddy bear face robot built for battlefields. More politically correct than the previous name. Big hairy gay guy robot. <laughs> oh no. Oh. Yes, Nick, love that one. He was a fan of it. Joe took a real risk tonight on stage at the open mic. He got on stage and just vamped gay material. It was super <gasps> risky, and it, it wasn't insulting at all or oh, offensive, good, oh, but good. he just got up there and actually, that was a huge risk. It's like, I'm going to get up with no prepared material and talk about gays. That could go really time. bad. Now, I'm not going to lie. I did think about it while I was sitting there. Of course there, you were. But also, whatever. yeah, I was like, you know what? Everyone's, you know, sometimes open mics have like a theme. Yeah. People like a bunch of people do like rape shit, material. Yeah. So everyone was doing gay stuff, and I was like, let me just, let me just vamp on be- on being gay for a second. We have like three minutes until we need to bring Comers in. So, Jackie, can we just quickly run through this story? We don't have to do the whole list. Never mind the list, but there was one particular part of this story that uh, was creepy, like the main the main app in this story. Oh, okay. Well, it's a... Oh, wait. You can't play it over, Jackie. Reading. Sorry. Uh, the creepiest apps in sight. They're talking about the Girls Around Me app. Is that what you're referring yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just an app that lets you know... I think it's like if girls check in somewhere, it lets you know like what in like a Oh, it mild. checks the other services that allow people to yeah. check in places. Yeah. Yeah. So you just sick. You just go on the app and it's like, oh, like these eighteen girls are in like a five mile radius. I love the idea of that, like as a creeper, like as a real down deep down creeper. Yeah. I like that. But you could never really you'd have to be the slickest dude of all time to use that information to your advantage oh, yeah. at all because oh, you can't yeah. be like Hey, I checked my Where's Girls at app and it said that you were right here in Panera Bread. Yeah, that wanna, doesn't work. Want to go out with me? Like, it just, it's Ugh. never going to work out well. It freaks me out so bad. I mean, you have a better chance, even if you're not that slick, with an app like this where you don't necessarily know the people. Like, it can just be strangers. Because, like, if you were to just find out, like, where some girls you know on Facebook who maybe you wanted to hang out with were and then just showed up at that place, you lose. If it was even a coincidence, yeah, you'd be mortified. Absolutely. You'd be like, remember oh, that shit from I'm high school? I'm so sorry. Why am I at the nail salon? Yeah, remember that shit from high school where you, like, <laughs> Really, really, really wanted to be where like certain girls were, and you knew where they were going to be, and just knew there was no way you could ever Can't go, go there, no, because you weren't invited and you shouldn't know. What like Becky's house? No, like exactly. Like <laughs> always you, Becky's house. If you know that, like people do, like like it happened to me a few times when I first moved to L.A. When I was like just so embarrassingly like into girls and pathetic. That, like, I would be like, oh, well, I know that, like, her and her friends like to go to lunch at this pr- place on Sunday. So no, maybe I'll just really? roll up there. Yeah, oh, absolutely. All right, the thoughts terrible. crossed my mind in the past. I'm not going to lie. No, I've definitely done it. I don't want to throw you the bus. So yeah, this, this really app, dumb. unless you're, like, a pure voyeur, uh, I cannot recommend it. it you made no. that sound so whimsical. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. Terrible. It's I'm romantic. a voyeur. That's I'm what not I'm doing a outside your window, miss. I'm a voyeur. It's like, you know, it's <laughs> French. The, the politically, exactly. The politically as long as you look inside, as it's long as you romantic. peep in someone's window with a baguette, you're cool. I'm a voyeur with my cheese and cheese and bread sandwich here. Tomato, Don't worry about tomato. It. Like tomato. Yeah. Mm-hmm. tomato, tomato, stalker, voyeur. It's the same thing. It's all in the spin. I love the idea that, like, you can't just, I mean, if you're in, like, a neighborhood, though, and you just want to know where, like, where the girls are at, you can just go where in the places. Where girls at, girls at. You, if you know what a girl looks like, you can just go in there yeah. and check shit out, you know, go to a bar or a club or a, you know, lunch spot. You don't have to have an app to tell you really there are, that. there's going to be girls, every, you know, kind of everywhere, right? They're 50% roughly of the population. They'll yeah, be but there. if, like, but I think that the girls are always hanging out in one place, like, hiding from everyone. Yeah, their homes. They're always on. Yeah, their homes, their boyfriend's <laughs> That's houses. That's the app we need. Yeah, where are the girls at? Where are the girls' homes at? Mm-hmm. And do their <laughs> buildings have any security defects? That's the app we need. There were even more. This there place buzzes you ones. in automatically if you press every button. Seven girls in the building. I got that. <laughs> Nick's like, downloaded. Nick doesn't need to do anything now because we oh, got yeah. Sex Squad coming You're up in a second set. with Jaden James and Jaden Cole. And by a second, I mean an hour and 15 minutes. Josh Comers is hanging out. He's about to come in. Monologue writer for Conan. We got to take a quick break. When we get back, it is Josh Comers, motherfucker of invention. And then what are we doing in the last segment? I forget. Just a couple of stories. Maybe the medium story if we can get oh, to yeah, it. That's right. Cool. Sounds good to me. All right, quick break. 888-520-4374 is our telephone number. Us at HuffingStapes.com is the email if you want to get in your motherfuckers of invention. We are back right after this with monologue writer for Conan O'Brien and stand-up comedian Josh Comers, at Josh Comers on Twitter. Back right after this. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. All right, gang, what would make Tasty Tuesdays even tastier? Beer! And strippers! Well, Toad Hop Network's got the beer part covered. With $3 drafts, this and every tastier Tuesday from 3P to 11P from the John Lovitz Theater on Universal City Walk. You know, the place we broadcast from. So stop by, grab a drink, then watch your favorite Tuesday podcast live on the big screen. Hey, what about the strippers? They can come too, as long as they keep their clothes on. Oh, that sucks. Tastier Tuesday at the Toad Hop. The $3 drafts start at 3 with Let's Be Frank, then roll right through the entire Tuesday lineup. Unstrung, hot and heavy with Angie Everhart, Joey Medina, two guys in a mic, and Huff and Stapes. There's never a cover. And you get $3 valet parking after 7 p.m. And uh, did I mention? $3 beers. That doesn't suck. So get your ass down here, and we'll see you at the Lovitz on Tastier Tuesday. Lots of beer, no strippers. All deal.
Radio show live on the Toad Hop Network and on Extreme Talk XM 165. Uh, you can find us here every Tuesday night for the full two hours of the show or Thursday night 6 to 7 before Nick and Artie on Extreme Talk XM 165. Find them uh, on Twitter at Extreme Talk uh, Extreme XM 165. Joining us right now on the show, he is a monologue writer for Conan on TBS and he also is a very funny stand up comedian. You can find him at Josh Comers on Twitter. Josh Comers, hello, welcome to Huffman's Tapes. It's good to have you, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Look at that. It's not an audience. We feel like we hit the... <laughs> it's a hot crowd. Yeah. Hot mic. We feel like we hit the jackpot when we ended up uh, in line for kind of a week open mic with you a, a month or so ago. Because uh, usually we get in line with other open micers, and they're just like us. They're failing at a lot of stuff, and they're just trying to get their five minutes of stage time. And as we slowly peeled back the onion to try to figure out who you were in our game of Guess Who, we found out... Hey, this guy's a writer for like, okay, I write for Conan. <laughs> he still feels like a failure. He's, <laughs> he's found success and still, in his heart, feels like a failure. And then I promptly talked oh. you out of line because you found out that they were going to be taping the open mic. Yeah. And I felt like such an asshole. I'm like the real successful guy in line. I just basically <laughs> talked him out of being no, here. No, no, no. Well, that's a, that's a terrible policy because, you know, uh, when I stop by open mics, it's to, and, and as it should be for everybody, is to uh, try stuff out. So it's a place to fail. Right, you know, you should you should be failing, or you're doing it wrong. Is that true uh, for open mics? Yeah, you're 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 testing out new jokes, ideally. Right? right. Yeah. I mean, if you're just doing the jokes you know work there, what are you gaining from them? Right. You know, you do them at shows you're booked at when you want to impress people and maybe get booked for another show and get that ball rolling. But yeah. If you're doing an open mic, you you should be testing jokes out, and and when you're testing jokes out, unless you're a born genius, you, there should be a high rate of failure. This uh, leads me to my biggest question about the whole open mic experience. How did you, or how does one, ever get better because the comedians all tell each other they either did a great job or ignore each other. No one gives each other notes. 
No one says like, hey, I think like this could be funnier if you try it this way because like everyone's like terrified of like insulting someone else. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, great set, great set, great set. Like, how do you ever fucking know? There's three people in the room. Well, you're first of all, <laughs> you might be going to the wrong open mics. Well, uh, I find that open mics are kind of like bars. Where everyone's like, oh, dude, this open mic on Tuesdays was legendary. Like, dudes do with girls and bars. Yeah, They're yeah. like, oh, there were so many chicks at this fucking bar. You should have been there. You should have been there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, man. You just it, it's, it's all about perseverance. You just got to keep going. Meet people, other comics that are booking shows. They'll put you on shows. And, and it just it just gets going from there. Uh, you, and you got to be good. You got to be, you know, social, I guess, which I'm not very good at, which is why I still do open mics occasionally. <laughs> but... Uh, how do you go from being how do you go from being whoever you were before you wrote for Conan to the guy who writes a monologue for Conan? And is that it? Is it just monologues you write or do you do other uh, I mean I pitch I pitch uh, in for for other stuff too, but I mean primarily the the monologue guys there it's like it's like a special uh unit. Yeah. You know, there's awesome. five there's five of us that's our priority during the day. We hunker down and we write monologue jokes. Are you asking me like how did that how did yeah. I get the job? Yeah. Uh well, it's uh it's actually pretty cool cuz I I, I I did stand up for a while in New York, kind of didn't really feel like I was getting anywhere with it. Fell into a job that I didn't love, uh, but it was a pretty serious job uh, writing ads. And uh, It's fun. Uh, you know, for some people, but I, I always, you know, comedy was sort of in my blood. You didn't have any room for comedy in the ad writing? Well, I, I did, and, and I... Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you, you want to write funny ads, and that's... I was, I was uh, their go-to funny guy, but... Uh, I'm not proving it here, am I? <laughs> so, well, I we feel like I'm doing a fucking infomercial. Yeah. No, we, we want some information yes, you are, on yeah. you, actually. Yeah. Uh, so. so anyway, but uh, I was kind of just bummed out being where I was at, at a well-paying advertising job that people would have killed for. And uh, I I just sort of rebooted my doing stand-up myself, and I, I did went out did more stand-up. Started writing a, a blog of topical jokes because I, I people when I get off stage, people would more often than not say, it's great writing. So I sort of started to hear that message. It's great writing. <laughs> you know? And I sort of focused on, on writing uh, a little more. And See, but I, you were smart enough to figure out what that meant. That's what I'm talking about. Like, no one ever gives you anything constructive. Like, you got to figure it out. Well, you know what? Ta uh, ta tape your sets, and that's how you know. I mean, the audience's reaction will tell you everything. Yeah. That, that, if they scream out, you're a great writer. <laughs> you just get on stage immediately, start writing jokes. Yes, so how's everyone awesome doing tonight? Up your performance shoes. <laughs> how how is everyone tonight? You're a great a writer. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to look at you. Those jokes would be really funny coming out of someone else's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you're another schlubby Jew guy. We don't mean we have those. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, uh, real quick to uh, wind that uh, the story of how I got there. I, I so I started writing topical jokes. Uh, and uh, like monologue type jokes, we can update Conan Letterman type stuff. Yeah, put it on a blog. Discipline myself to write just five a day. Did it for a couple of years, and then as I was doing more stand up again, I saw one of the Conan writers out. We did the same show, and he's like, "Hey, you should submit to Conan. Uh, we're you know he's moving to L.A. for the Tonight Show. This is back in New York." And I said, "All right, sure." So I submitted in January '09, and I pretty much forgot about it after that. But I had. Jokes, topical jokes, ready to go. You submitted through an agent or through your friend? I, I had no agent. I had no manager. Fantastic. Wow, so I that's no awesome. Cool. I, was, I was just a lone wolf trying to do it. Sick. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and then I got a call uh, uh, in May 09, so like, you know, five months later that they were interested in me. And then two days later, I got the job. Cool. But that's perseverance. You know, I was, right. uh, you know, I was not a, a spring chicken when it happened. I mean, I, I you know, 
came out to New York when I was 24 to do stand-up. I did it, I did it, and then I kind of faded in and out a little bit because didn't feel like it was really going great. Uh, fell into the advertising job and then said, fuck that, worked hard, got out. Boy, that career yeah. path could be fairly similar to other people in this room. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, it's, pre- it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty interesting that you, uh, you mentioned the blog because I went back and looked at the <clears> blog <throat> and then it just ends. And I assume it just ends when you got the job. You were like, all right, fuck this. I'm done being a blogger. That's oh, well, it. Yeah, I'm on the show. Yeah. Well, now, I need on the show. Give, now I need to give my jokes to uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Conan. And yeah. you know what? Twitter, man. And Twitter, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, blogs anymore. Right, but that's what I was wondering about Twitter. You had a hilarious tweet today about uh, hipster Jesus, and I won't, yeah. give, I won't give it away. Uh, so people should check out your Twitter. Yeah, at, follow at Josh Comers. There you go. C O M E R S. Yeah. Um, and, and I was like, now, uh, how do you decide what you can put on your Twitter and like what has to go to Conan? Because I'm sure that you would rather it end up on television or get paid for it. Well. Yeah, well, I'm getting paid as long as I do my job. Right. Like he, no one's, no one's. Are they like day old bagels? Like the next day you can have yeah, all your monologue yeah, jokes. Yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> that, that is what. It, that's what it is. It's like, uh, Conan, here, here's my offerings. Do you like? <laughs> right. And then he's like, No, no, no. Yes. No, no, no. Yes. And the others, I kind of examine. I'm like, oh, Is this tweetable? I mean, I don't really like to tweet topical monologue jokes on Twitter. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like it usually comes across a little, just uh, late showy. Late showy or just, I don't know. It, it just doesn't feel like a voice. That's, it may be a funny joke. I think the joke I wrote today was funny. But uh, I kind of liked it to be more personal and, sure. uh, uh, and come from that same voice. It's kind of hacky is what you're saying. Well, like to... I don't want to say hacky because I, I, I love jokes. I love topical jokes. I love personal jokes. But uh, I guess uh, – I, I mean, is that your spot I to guess, be more you? I, yeah, it's more personal. It's more out of my voice. Like anybody could – like that joke today could have came out. Of, not that there's not a lot of depressed v- voices, to, you know, <laughs> right, yeah. self-deprecating voice. I'm not breaking any new ground there, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I feel like at least it has a little bit of uh, an, uh, my slant. Whereas you know, like the joke you saw today, which was about Newsweek having a hipster Jesus on their cover. You know, it could have come out of anybody, and, right? But whatever. Sometimes I'm. Well, you know, it was that good. Is, it was the worth it. The tank is empty, and I gotta you know, go to the rejects and toss them in. Do I you, mean, do you have to? Do you have to kind of? I mean, speaking of voices, having your voice versus you're writing for someone else who obviously delivers jokes in a certain way. He's known for a certain type of humor. He's kind of more goofy than than edgy, I guess you would say, in a lot of ways. Um, do you have to write for Conan's voice at times, or is it just you write your jokes and he figures his way to deliver them? Uh, well, I guess it's a combination. I mean. It's funny because there's certain there's five of us and and it's 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 a pretty anonymous system where we all write our jokes in the morning. It's just one big stack you handle. Yeah, them. yeah, and and he gets three documents throughout the day, three batches of jokes, uh, and he, sometimes I can pick the joke out and be like, that's that's Lori wrote that or mm-hmm. uh, uh, Brian wrote that one. So you see people's voice, but it's also our our voices are are, are sort of streamlined into Conan's voice. Uh, yeah. So you, yeah, I mean, you got to know who you're writing for. Like, I wouldn't submit the same joke if I had to write for uh, Conan on Monday, Kimmel on Tuesday, Leno on Wednesday, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, Letterman on Thursday. You know, there would be different jokes, right? Uh, uh, you know, but but you got hired, obviously, right? Exactly. And you get hired based on what you were writing on your blog and things that you were doing on stage and yeah. whatever. So how much? I mean, how much changes from when you're just writing for yourself and writing to get noticed to you're now writing for Conan. Does well, it change that much your process in writing a joke? Well, I don't think the process or the volume certainly changes. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, I got to write a lot more jokes than five a day. Yeah. <laughs> but, How many uh, is it? Um, 
Well, it, it, it changes. I mean, I think on the highest end, it's 40. It was a little more at The Tonight Show. That was intense. But, uh, you know, for I say like 25 in the low end, 40 on the high end. And, you know, was that a 10-hour day? 25 no, jokes? No, not even. No. no? We, we, really? we work pretty uh, – our hours are not so bad. My I mean, life I think is awesome. Were... <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yes. It's like an yes. awesome job. Yeah, it pays nice. pretty well, and the hours just are – yeah, they're good. So anyway, <laughs> I want to talk about my depression now. <laughs> <laughs> it's really tough, guys. <laughs> Rough life. So are, uh, I want to talk more about the jokes. Uh, do you, can you do multiple jokes on the same topic? Yes. Yeah, I wrote like, you know, I wrote that joke about the hipster uh, Jesus today. I wrote like th- three jokes on that today. So, yeah, you, yeah, you can, you, can, you can do that. And once in a while when I'm like, I'm, you know, I submit a joke in the morning, and I'm like, that's a good joke he rejected. I may submit it in a third batch, slightly tweaked. Just yeah. Like, <laughs> just a different way, just a few words off from what it was. And originally. do you ever actually slip them in? It, it happens. Really? It happens. Nice. <laughs> it, it, you know, it does happen, so it's not a complete waste. That's the way time. to stick it to your boss. Give him an even better joke. Yeah, I'll show you. I'll make you pick the joke that's basically the one you rejected. <laughs> I'll make a fool out of you, but I won't tell you. So what's uh, what's he like to work for? Can you share anything about the experience that's frustrating to you, that is irritating to you? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love my job. I make good money. No. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. It's uh, there's always frustrations because you're 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 writing. I mean, it's not like the same as stand up when you bomb. Like that's like. That's a fucking dagger through your heart. That's personal. They're just saying we don't like you. <laughs> like you're, you know, the, you know, you write so many jokes that it just slides off you. But you do get frustrated when it's like, oh, come on, that's a good joke. I'm telling you. All right, fine. I'll put it on Twitter. I'll show you. <laughs> Look at that. Thirty faves. You know, I mean, this is this is a little uh, dance that goes on in my head. Right. But, you know. Well, I mean, it goes on in our heads too. It's just way more pathetic for us because we're getting rejected <laughs> by like our roommates and right. then being like, well, it got four faves, so you yeah. don't know shit. Yeah. Or by each other. Yeah. Like. We were walking up here tonight, and he's like, I, you're like, I didn't get that joke last night, dude. That was insane. I think it was the tweet of a crazy person. I'm like, well, it had six faves and two retweets, so <laughs> go fuck yourself. Let's go do a show. Yeah, Twitter's like, you know, it's, it's the last gasp for a joke. Yeah, know? it sure is. <laughs> uh, what was it like for you? I mean, I don't know if you could talk about this either, but, I mean, you got stuck in the middle of all the Tonight Show onto the Conan Show stuff. Everyone knows what, the, at this point, there's been books written about it. Yeah. There's been documentaries. There's good been a book. fucking stage show. What's Everyone knows book? Conan's feeling on it. Yeah, uh, the book, War for Late the good night, right? book is uh, yeah war uh, war on late uh, war for late night I yeah think? war for yeah, late yeah. night yeah it's uh, yeah that's good uh, Bill Carter I think from the New York Times yeah. wrote that I think that's his name really good book yeah that's very detailed it was it was that was really interesting to read I mean I don't know I can tell you how personally it, it affected how much, yeah, that's what you, how much stuff did you learn about reading the book that you didn't know already well there <laughs> excuse me um, there was a lot of there there was a lot I think it just how how it all unfolded and because for for my me and my experience because there was more of a lead time into it than I, I realized I guess although it sort of exploded all at once yeah it's a history book in a lot people. of ways and book also too. for you right you yeah, just landed good, like a dream gig and then this must have happened within like days of it or something yeah right? I. I well, you must have, that must have it, caused some depression, some major depression. Well, I did, I did break down and cry in my car, which I only, <laughs> I only do like four times a week. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, you know, no, I, I, I got hired like two weeks before the show uh, started, the Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien uh, began, and this happened. That was in uh, so middle of May, and then everything hit, the, all the shit hit the fan uh, the first week. Like our first week back from like the <laughs> Christmas New Year's vacation, yeah, uh, 
and it happened. It, it unraveled. And you had so moved fast. for the job. Yeah, I had moved for the job. You I know, mean, I was in New York. I love New York, but uh, yeah, and it, so I, I, I guess it, it all happened so fast for us, and it was like a matter of you know. I mean, the third week of uh, January, we were gone, and you know, I came back from the break. I just remember driving to my car, thinking like, yeah. My life is all right, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, got my, I, I finally broke through. I got my dream job. I'm writing for Conan O'Brien, The Tonight Show, L.A. I got a, got a sweet little Mini Cooper car. <laughs> I, you know, and it's got the Union Jack on the hood, everything I always wanted. Like, yeah. Customize it, page on yeah. BMW site, and then boom, you're not there. But, I mean, everyone knows Conan's perspective on it, and he had, like, the $45 million cushion. Was it, I mean, what was that like? Did you know, did you feel like you were going to land on your feet or that you were going to stay with the show? Is there ever any thought that, shit, if he picks up somewhere else, like, I just might not be part of the picture? Different no, format, I, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I did think about that. And I, and uh, what I, you know, because I, I'm like, hey, there's no, there's no guarantee. It's, this is, like, after that happened, I realized, okay, there are no guarantees. The Tonight Show just escaped us like yeah I, I, you know who would have ever guessed that would have happened so i uh, i didn't expect anything you know i was like well i hope i hope i get hired back i kept in touch with the other writers you know we would get together during that long hiatus um but you know i i i, I didn't feel like i could let myself have any expectations and i'm grateful that i did get hired back but i did i did hustle and get management and then get other work i worked on a few award shows and the, the David Hasselhoff roast because I was like, all right, well now I'm, I'm I have my foot in, so I I, I want to work and and even if I get hired back at Conan, I'd like to have still some something awesome other on your experiences, resume. Yeah. you know, just yeah, I don't, you know, it's it's great if you're just at Conan and you can make a living and love life and that's awesome. But I was like, all right, well let me try to see if I could do anything else. And I, you know, I had worked, you know, like I said, I did a few jobs, so I made I made the best of that time. That when that was all going on, did it feel like it, you were going to be a part of history? Like that you were? It definitely. You know what? It was. It was completely depressing and exhilarating at the same time. Because at the time, I was also single and like I, I didn't have the money worries. So, some of the other guys had just moved out with their families, kids in private school, and you know, mm. just houses and mortgages. And you know, I was living in a one bedroom and I had saved up money for advertising, so I didn't have that worry. For me, it was just a broken dream. Damn. <laughs> Just a broken dream. For, the, but for those guys, well, yeah, I mean, you know, you can't worry about your dreams being broken if you're worried about paying your rent. You know right, what I mean? yeah. So the, the sound of your dreams breaking is a lot quieter than the sound of your children crying right. in hunger. <laughs> for food, yeah. soup. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, but, so it was, it, I, I, I was sort of exhilarated by it. And Conan would, and, uh, you know, kind of, he was amazing because he, you know, he would uh, give us, like, pep talks like guys this is a once in a lot like this those last two weeks and we knew it was over like you know make make this count you know though everyone's watching and and so like for for how to be for, pretty awesome be part of like the sort of fuck you that happened yeah yeah so like end. you know the, the last <clears throat> couple weeks you know it's all, mostly jokes about our situation yeah which is so unique you know we're not writing you know larry king jokes uh, <laughs> and, uh not that there's anything wrong with that uh but you know it was it was awesome because it's like, oh well, let's see what jokes were quoted. What? Let's see if I can get a joke in now with more and more people watching that really 
really slams NBC, and and that that was so that was the exhilarating part. Did you get to be a lot edgier too in the jokes? I mean, I felt like toward the end it got to the point where it was obviously the gauntlet was being thrown down. Like yeah. it was it was war, and you guys were right in the middle of it. You were doing it the way you know how through comedy, yeah. and it just felt like you know there was it was a lot meaner shit. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, no, it was all of a sudden it was personal. It yeah, was right. like, yeah, all right, we're just not we're not just going after uh, Christy Alley or right. <laughs> we're actually like we have a fucking cause. There's a fire in my belly. Yeah, all of a yeah. sudden. Jack Welch could have us killed at any moment. Yeah, so it was. Uh, it was an interesting time, and I definitely felt like, wow, I, I'm part of television history here. I'm, a, you know, I'm in this, I'm a cog in this, in this exciting, terrible, unfair thing that's happening. Flaming revolution wheel. Yeah, Do you hate so, Jay Leno? Uh, well, I, I'll say, I like, I was never, I was never a huge fan, but I don't know. Do you respect him as a comedian? Well, you know, he was a really good comic, but I, I don't really, I don't really enjoy the show much. Yeah. I mean, no. did anything I'm being, happen? I'm being like pathetically diplomatic. It's fine though. Yeah. Sorry, I'll, say, fine. I'll say this: we, don't, we have to ask. Yeah, we don't really have in- any interest. In you like regretting your appearance on this show? So yeah, say whatever no. you want. We don't care. Turn my mic off. <laughs> everything. Everything. He's like, Was I there can still work for Jay Leno someday. It's not out <laughs> I know. of the realm of possibility. Dude, you never know where your next job is. Exactly. He's a fine fellow. Was there anything <laughs> behind the scenes? I mean, did your opinion? Let's put it this way: Did your opinion change of the people involved in the situation from sort of the top down from what you went through with the show? No. No, not at all. <laughs> all right, good. Good, that's why. Good, that's why you got to watch. He gave us good phrasing there. He gave us a wink. Uh, let's talk about some of those side jobs that you worked uh, in yeah. the meantime. You were, said you worked on one of the roasts, one of the David Hasselhoff roasts. Uh, did you love it? Did you hate it? No, I loved it. I love it because I love writing those those mean, mean jokes. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> like, because I feel like those are like this the purest form of joke writing when it's just. Stripped down, and it, there's it, there's truths that hurt people. <laughs> people are Someone can feel as bad as you do about your own life. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. It is. That's what it is. It's like <laughs> I, get to, I get to you know you know throw rocks at people from the overpass. <laughs> I guess, you know, it's such and it's such like a, a huge. I mean, those roasts are such a huge target, and they invite people that are just so. I mean, are there some people where you just look at it and go, "There's too many jokes." Like you invited Flava Flav. What? Yeah. What do I even do now? How can I choose? Well, I have 8,000 jokes I could write. Yeah, but there's also people that it's it's harder for. Like, I also wrote for the Sheen Roast. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's there's people. Oh, man, what's the girl? She's on Grey's Anatomy. Kate Walsh. Yeah, she was on it. And it was kind of like, what the fuck did we write about Kate Walsh? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. like I remember, like, You're looking Googling up, her, like, going through a dumpster. No, that's really what we're doing. I'm Googling Kate Walsh. I'm like, all right, she... Uh, she said she wanted to have kids, and then it got too late, so I'm writing jokes about her being barren. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, well, no one knows that, so you know, it's too much Someone set up, yeah. And, <laughs> my God, I love that. Kate ever, Walsh like, is here. She said she wanted to have kids, but she waited too long. You already lost them. They're yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you ever been out and heard someone talking about a joke that you made, and you're... Do you ever get, like, mad? Like, Conan didn't say that. He didn't write it. Oh, I, uh, I don't know if I've... I sometimes I hear people talking about Conan maybe, uh, and I and You're I like, have yeah, to, if you only knew, lady. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I you know, it's 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 just, I just have to smirk. I mean, and what am I going to say? Hey, you know, <laughs> funny you're mentioning Conan. <laughs> uh, you know, but uh, no, I haven't really heard my jokes mentioned. It's always fun when you see them in print, so they're picked up in print. But okay, no, like but at I, the front page of TV Guide when they used to do the monologue, like the best monologue jokes of the week. Yes, Entertainment yeah. Weekly shit yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have I've you been entertain? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. Actually, one of my jokes for uh, the last the last show, the Tonight Show made it in I, I don't I don't know whether I can remember it but it, it made it into uh, entertainment 
EW. Uh, yeah, and I was like, oh wow, that's cool. I was really, I was really happy with the joke too. So, are you uh, still doing stand up? You still yeah, get up yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not. No, I, my answer always is too, too often not enough. But that's that's kind of the truth. But yeah, yeah, I'm still doing. Do you want to be in front of the camera? Do you want to be a performer, or is it just a, as a way um, to hone your craft? No, I mean, my first love was stand up. I, I never was like, oh, I'm going to move to New York and be a writer, or I'm going to be a comedy writer. It was, it's never a thought in my head. I'm just like, I'm going to be a stand up, uh, and then. Uh, that didn't happen uh, the way I wanted it to. And then I saw friends getting, like, I have a lot of friends that, like, started getting jobs at, like, The Daily Show, uh, Saturday Night Live, and, you know, some other places. And I'm like, oh, this is, this seems like a viable option. That's when I, like, you know, sort of my little paradigm shift. But, yeah. I, I, you know, I still, I, I love doing stand-up, and I want to keep doing it. I don't even know what the end game is. Get another, get it on TV, get a, get... Just do it. A yeah. Few what, times I mean, a week. what is it? You want to be a sketch performer? You want to host no, no, the Tonight no, Show not, yourself? Not, I am. No, no, no. You want to be? I a, do not have those big dreams. I. You want to have an HBO special? I, uh, look, if I could just do it more often, and yeah, maybe get some TV spots and uh, get a little fucking respect. You know what I mean, <laughs> guys? <laughs> respect, huh? I, yeah, that's that, that, that's not. What respect are you missing at this point? You're right. Monologue jokes for you have one of the best in the business, <laughs> which was the big thing for you. Like, I what think, is it that you're missing uh, right now? Like, obviously, you've made a lot of jokes about being unhappy. Like, what what would do it for you? Oh my god, man, you really put me on the spot. You're getting like really a deep joke. Little intervention. You're a married I, man. I am married to a, a hot uh, Matilda, quite hot, cool yeah, woman. Uh, Very comfortable, Josh. Already calling her hot. I'm I'm squirming <laughs> here. What would what would I want? I I don't know, man. I, I, let me just be unhappy, you fucker. <laughs> Can I just be unhappy? Do I need a reason? I don't Keep that fire. Someone on Twitter just said that Josh Comers has first world problems. He's classy, though, but still reaches for better things. A true example for Americans. Wow. Is that is your mom on Twitter? Well, block that person. <laughs> a true example for Americans. Do you do a lot of one-liners on stage? That's your thing, right? You do a lot of, like, um, do a lot of that kind of stuff. I, I, have, I tend to have shorter, some shorter jokes... But it's a little bit of a mix. I always have trouble with that, too. Like, I go from a short joke to, like, a little bit longer. Any of my longer jokes are, like, two minutes, so that's not very long. It's not, like, a whole chunk, but... It seems like such a tough thing to, to do. It's like, you, you notice that, like, I don't know, from just going to the few open mics we've been to now, we've been at stand-up for all of two months, and it's like you go and you see these guys who get up there, and it seems like everyone wants to, maybe because they're scared, be the deadpan, like, one-liner comic, and a lot of them aren't doing it very well, but it seems like a safety blanket. Like, I'm not risking too much. So how do you differentiate yourself? If you're going to get up there and do one-liners, it seems really hard. Harder than doing stories, harder than doing, you know, yeah. standard bits. Well, I think, I mean, it, yeah, it is hard to uh, differentiate yourself. Man, I nailed that word. It's a tongue twister, that word. <laughs> but uh, it, I, it, it is. Uh, and I think sometimes I get into that that more of that deadpan thing when I'm nervous, too, but I'm not... Like I'm not a deadpan guy, really. Yeah. So it feels a little bit false. When are you nervous? Uh, I don't know. I'm usually nervous when there's a comic, a bigger fish than me, which there are uh, most people are. I yeah. Stand-up wise, and you know, I sometimes that like intimidates me. Sure. All of a sudden, I'll feel like I know my place. I'll just whisper my jokes <laughs> in an apologetic fashion. Uh, I think uh, comedy feels that way. It's like you know, it's it's stealing a line from the the uh, documentary comedian, which I watched again over the weekend. But it's like the sweaty gym, and it's like when Mike Tyson walks in and you're like tripping over the jump rope. You feel like an asshole, you know? It's like, I'm not, that line's my own, but it's like, when someone walks in at these open mics for us, it's like Hugh Moore walks in, and we're on stage, and you're like, all of a sudden you're shitting your pants after you had two minutes of like, I think I was doing pretty well. You're like, fuck, this guy's really (laughs) good at stand-up. 
it, you know, it, it, yeah, he's a it's, bruiser. It's just like, you know, you guys know, even in, take the stand-up out of it, you guys know when you're in a situation with a couple of guys and you're on and you're kind of, you know, taking charge and being the funny guy in the room. And another guy comes in who, you know, is whatever, alpha male, you're a little bit. Commands. Uh, a, yeah. A bigger, and you're yeah. all of a sudden you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, it used to happen to me all the time. I worked I worked for Mad TV for a very long time, and the cast on that show was fucking hilarious, and they were really fun to be around and never sort of shirked away from hanging out with us. But, yeah, you could be, like, holding court, like, having the best time ever, and then fucking Jordan Peele walks over, and he starts talking, and you're just like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm just going to yeah. go fuck myself. And you, every once in a while, you'll be like, oh, I probably would have said that had he not been standing here, but he got to it first. It's cool. I'm good. I'm, yeah. good. I'm still fine. It's all right. I'm just yeah. going to wait it out. Just going to wait until Jordan leaves. And you're like... Yeah, it's fucking intimidating. And, and that's and I think that that also uh yeah, that just sort of happens on stage too. So that's sure. one thing that affects. But that deadpan stuff I think is uh I think so I think it's nervousness. I think I think shorter jokes are very much in vogue and I think that's also because of Twitter, you know, everyone's all of a sudden uh, Stephen Wright and Mitch Hedberg uh you know, yeah, short, Mitch Hedberg would have killed on Twitter. Short joke type. And I always I've always had a He does. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I yeah. I always like those kind of jokes anyway, so I feel like all right, I've had shorter you know, I feel like it's before, cheating. I guess, like, but... I feel like when I go up there and, like, read a bunch of good tweets I had that, like, everyone knows that's what I'm doing. I feel <laughs> the same way. I <laughs> do it, too. And, and the problem is I'm more, I hate to say it, but I'm more motivated by Twitter for a while now Absolutely, than writing stand-up. And I, I, I you can it. really nail it in like one line. It's like a perfect joke. And you get you know through Favestar if you're addicted to that. We are. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's self-affirming <laughs> bullshit. You know, Scott pays for the bonus features. Yeah, I do. I do <laughs> yeah. as well. <laughs> but, Thirty bucks, uh, very poorly spent. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you get that. I mean, you know, I'm up to a nice amount of followers now, and and you get that immediate feedback. You know, whereas you know you got to go out of your get off your couch to do it in stand up, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but I'm doing that too. I'm 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 testing tweets out on stage for as feels this a little cheap, doesn't it? And it yeah. do, it absolutely does. And I'm I'm sort of you know kind of in the back of my head, I keep thinking, all right, you gotta you gotta get back to writing just jokes and not thinking about uh, character length. Separate the two. <laughs> yeah, you, you need to separate the two because uh, a lot of you know some of my best jokes do not fit into a tweet. Right. You know, and I need more of sometimes those. a tweet's a great premise for a joke. Also, yes, yes, you can kind of float it out there, and it's like I remember uh, reading Steve Martin's book. I mean, the way he tested out jokes, I think he like, and this might not work for everyone, but you know, tested he would out do little it on bits. Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> but before that, he would test out little pieces of them at a time. I, I, I think I recall reading, mm. uh, you know, just to just as a safety, like a you know, so you're not just doing the whole chunk and it bombs. You just throw out a little bit. All right, that got a reaction tomorrow night. I'll do part two of that and see. That's an interesting approach, actually. If you had to sort of, I mean, other than, you know, go out, do it, make sure you're writing, at this point, is Twitter, I mean, if people want to be monologue writers, they want to do exactly what you're doing for a show, what's sort of the one tip you give them? Tweet a lot? Well, <laughs> take time I, on your jokes I, I and tweet would, a lot. I would say before that, I would just say write a lot, write them, get in get in good writing condition. You know, good, like you know, working out. Like if I stop for a few months, I'm not going to be as strong as when I'm doing it consistently. Yeah, but. uh but yeah, I would I would say write them and and then yeah put, post them somewhere. Even if you know I, I don't know if I'd say Twitter. May, maybe I would say Twitter. Uh, but post them somewhere where you have some accountability. So you're not because you there's no very little motivation if you just write them for yourself in a notebook or on your computer and say all right I did my ten jokes today and then it's like all right well we're, you know how do you you're not you're not motivated to do it if you're not showing anybody yeah. and you're not accountable for their quality of them. 
So I would say just write them and make yourself accountable by posting them somewhere, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, your blog. Anybody ever steal your tweets? Yeah, yeah, that's happened. That's happened. Let me ask you a question. I felt like you oh, yeah, a guy a of, ethic, high, yeah, of high ethics, comedy ethics, and I knew this because you walked out of line. You were like, this open mic is bullshit. Don't <laughs> film it. These guys are supposed to be here doing their five minutes. This horse shit, I'm out of here. Who's coming with me? Who's coming? <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> Nobody. Okay. No, nobody came with me. You guys all need the, the attention so staying. badly. Yeah, we are staying. But you we know, stay. I, I, you're, uh, you know, if you're just starting out, I think that's fine. I, I'm already humbled by, you know, going to an open mic. But but I think if you're just starting <laughs> out, you got to fucking do everything you can. So you here's the ethics there, question. Here's yeah, the yeah. ethics question. I yes. feel like you were a man of high morals and ethics after I'm just a not, short meeting with you. My wife well, will tell you. Just pl- right. play along for a second. This happened the other day. I posted a tweet. Don't remember what it was off the top of my head. But it was something about um, – w- no, I do remember what it was. I wrote uh, – and it's not great, but whatever – um, <laughs> it was this, that, this project's not that good, but whatever. Here we go. Yeah, this is a piece of shit. Someone's but, caught this self-deprecating bug. <laughs> it's going around. It's going around this room. Uh, I wrote. I wrote something to the effect of, uh, "I can never be in a gang because I faint at the sight of Crips." And some guy on fav- I know follows me. Like two minutes later, posts something that says, "Gang members can go. Crips can go swimming because sharks only go after bl- only smell bloods." Like two minutes later. And I know he took the fucking premise of my joke and just made it into something that twisted whatever, it. Maybe it's twisted. better. Yeah, that's. Cool. But what do you think about that? I think I mean he's a guy that recently started following me, and I thought it was kind of horseshit. I, what say you, professional joke writer, I Josh Comers at Josh Comers on Twitter? I think Stave should apologize. <laughs> <laughs> whatever he oh, like, you know, we bounce You're ideas off each ripping other off all the time. <laughs> How is this relationship going to uh, sustain? <laughs> Um, that, it's bullshit. Uh, but what is the question? Right? Yeah, it, is it yeah. bullshit? No, is that? No, he's, yeah, it sounds he's like he's ripped right? you off. Yeah. yeah, no, but it's hard to call him out on that. There used to be like the Twitter thief police, but like that—that's doesn't really work though. It never worked for did. that. They did. They they would harass people, and they somehow they had the authority to kick people off Twitter. Like did they really? Like yeah, their accounts seems, would be closed till they got no, drunk with power. <laughs> the Supreme Court said but, five to four that they could strip people of their Twitter accounts. Like you know, it's ridiculous. You know, it's kind of ridiculous to. To expect you're you're always gonna have overlap, you know. Uh, my wife just told me that uh, Oprah Winfrey admitted to smoking pot. Well, we're certainly gonna be writing jokes about that tomorrow on Conan, and there'll be jokes on that. Uh, there's already jokes in that on Twitter, I'm yeah. sure. And you know, there's things out there in the ether. Everybody's that's what gonna I do. Say. Everybody's people are gonna overlap. I've yeah, but I, it's not like Conan's watching Leno backstage and then punching no, up no. his jokes. No, no, no. I'm, no I'm, not, I'm not defending you know? him. Fuck I'm that def- guy. I'm not defending him. Come on, Comers. Okay. Fuck I, that guy. I'm not defending the guy who stole your joke, your tweet. Uh, really, your very shitty difference. tweet. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, no. Um, I just think he should be stealing from me. What the fuck? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, if you want to get somewhere, I got fifteen thousand followers. No. But I don't know. I, I, yeah, I've gotten stolen from. And I've also uh, – here's one thing I did, I'll admit, and I was so horrified by it. I, I, I tweeted something that I'm like, oh, this is kind of clever. And I think it was uh, – my. oh, here it is. My work here is dumb, <laughs> okay, which is a cute little wordplay. And then I don't know – I think my wife pointed out that – that someone else had done it months ago. She's like, I feel like someone else. And this is after it got like a nice, you know, it was kind of was a worked out. People well. fave the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah. And then I went <laughs> and I looked, and this guy, I looked at his like fave star history. He had not only done that exact same tweet, <laughs> but I had fucking faved it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I was horrified. And this is like two months after or whatever, you know, a significant amount of time. So I wound up. I was like, oh. God. I deleted it, I guess. So I deleted it, and I actually wrote him a, a note saying, like, hey, man, I'm, 
I'm sorry. I just I just brought to my attention. And it I, seeped into my subconscious. <laughs> yeah. you know, it happens. I can't live with myself, so I'm gonna close down my account and. No, at uh, least you didn't do what I, I did with like a very similar situation where I wrote this joke and it was like I remember it was February 16th my joke was on Twitter where I, I wrote something like I wish I was early 2000s Dane Cook so I could write a joke about Bed Bath and Beyonce and say that I call it Bed Bath and Beyonce and then I was on Josh Rubin's Twitter account like a couple days later you know he's got his thing on Comedy Central he's a very funny stand up comedian and he had something about Bed Bath and Beyonce mm. but I thought I was like shit this guy this guy's got the same joke as me I think you ripped me off and then I looked and it was four days before mine so uh. after all my indignation and stopping my feet, I was like, fuck, I guess I well, that, maybe sort of took it from there, him. There's a real, there is a danger in Twitter. It's like some, there's a, I guess there are a few comics that are like, I don't watch other comics because I don't want to seep into my head, but there, there is a danger, especially with Twitter, of, of not just tweets, and for me, it's just like, I have to be careful, like, I kind of just scan it uh, a tiny bit during the day, um, because I don't want to see a joke about the news yeah. that I'll think, well, I wish I... Darn, I wish I did that. We do, yeah. a, we do a thing here called the Round Robin Joke Off. You probably couldn't hear it because the stand-up was going outside, but we do, like, fire monologue jokes with the same setup back and forth every week. We do, like, three or four oh. apiece. And we also sub we accept submissions from the listeners, but I cannot cannot read them until we're on the air because, like, you never know. Like, I don't even want to come close. Right. Because I'll be like, what? Because some of their premises are really good. Now, their punchlines aren't always fantastic, but mm -hmm. I'm like, man, I wish I could go to this spot, but just do it my way. Right. So I don't read it all. I understand. So, Josh, you won't be on the hashtag Oprah Winfrey Smokes Weed tomorrow? <laughs> no, man. You I'll won't be, writing, be going there. I, I, will, uh, I will try to avoid. Uh, and there's certain people I know. I see their avatars, and I'm like, all right, I know that guy writes topical jokes. You know, I just you got, you got to be thing. careful. Gotta, yeah, I don't want to see a do. joke and then be do. like, oh, I might have come to that. You don't want a lawsuit punchline. from some fucking idiot it's on Twitter who thinks you stole, stole yeah. their but, joke. But it's interesting because Twitter has sort of changed things a little bit where in that, like, something happens on Saturday morning, everybody... You it, wait till it, Monday it, morning to talk about it. Vultures come in. Yeah, it, like, it, vultures... Yeah, the, the vultures. I mean, you know, not vultures. To people on Twitter, like, just... The jokes are just flying. Yeah. And then it feels like by the time we're doing a joke about it, Monday, it feels like, well... This has kind of been picked over. Yeah. And it, it, I don't it was like know, seven Twitter just, years ago. It, yeah, it just happened recently Except for the, something. You have but. one thing on your side, talent. It was probably the Whitney Houston thing. I think yeah. that happened on like a Friday night or Saturday night. Yeah, or but we don't. We don't yeah, yeah you guys go, weren't going to go near that. that. But I, I, had a, I had a tasteless joke about that, that, uh, that I, was, I was wondering whether I should tweet it. And that's another nice thing about Twitter. Like that, I feel like, it, like, like the roast, like you could just, I could just be a, as big an asshole as I want and no one else, I'm not representing anybody else. Really. Right. So I wrote like something like it's so sad they found they found her with six Grammys in her. <laughs> and, uh, I was gonna. He <laughs> was so, never gonna make. I could not see. No, that one might. That sounds familiar. So I pr I may have seen that tweet. That's all. Because uh, I'm I see you on Fave Star from time to time. Because it was stolen from me and six other people did it. <laughs> there you go. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Josh Comer's. Uh, you got to get back to your wife. We we're already ten minutes longer than we told oh, her. Okay. You are in trouble. Uh, find him at Josh Comer's on Twitter. He of course is the monologue writer for Conan. On TBS, which you guys know where to find it. Uh, Josh, thanks so much for coming on the thanks. show. We'd love this to have you back anytime. A lot of fun, guys. Thank, Thank you. you, Josh. There goes Josh Comers, at Josh Comers on Twitter. When we get back, uh, a couple stories and some motherfuckers of invention, which we didn't get to with Josh. Bummer. Uh, we'll be back right after this on the Huff and Stapes Radio Show. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. If you haven't been listening to SportsCast with the Sports Guru... Personally, I don't see how Gasol can stay on the team with Kobe doing his fiancé. Yeah, and everyone banging his wife. I exactly. just don't understand the whole concept of, okay, we're teammates, we're good. If anybody should have broke his nose, yeah. <laughs> it should have been Gasol. Yeah, really. That? 
Kobe goes up for a dunk and Gasol. Yeah, this is for muff diving. This is for muff diving, bitch. Exactly. That's for doing my fiance, bro. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, knocker. I, that bad I would accept. Yeah, backdoor moonshine. <laughs> Sportscast with the Sports Guru. Wednesdays at 4 Pacific, only on the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching.
Kevin Saves Radio Show live on the Toad Hop Network and Extreme Talk XM 165. Uh, our guest, Josh Comers, just left the building at Josh Comers on Twitter. Very nice. You know, after when you were in there in the can, he was like, you guys really know what you're doing. Kept it moving, really fun. So uh, that's probably why uh, Johnny Ice was wrong about the number of listeners that we had all along. Because <laughs> we do know what the fuck we're doing in here. You know, two guys at a mic was calling us uh, Hall and Oates today, and then on what? their show said when I called in to talk to Misha mm-hmm. last week that I was stammering and yammering. Well, Dude, you were what? not. You were so smooth. I and was, I thought she was like, I effing you. The tiniest little bit. Thank you, Scott. Mm-hmm. And you know Scott oh, wouldn't boy. say it unless he no. really believed it. She was like, hey. And then you guys got like real close and weird yeah, by the we door. Like but it was like, down. It was But it awesome. wasn't a bad stare down. I could feel the sexual electricity. Yeah, it was crazy. You could power my Prius with the sexual electricity between you and Misha, whatever her last That's right. name is. So I Facebooked her after the show. I wanted to holler at her on Twitter, but I thought maybe she had like a man out there or something. That's kind of... Are you saying holler at her because she's an African-American gentlewoman? No. No. That's racist. No. You are a racist. That's not what I was saying. No, you were. Oh, sorry. So you were, you were gonna ho- you were gonna holler at I her. Saying, yep. I say holler because I'm com- really terribly out of touch. <laughs> um, not because I'm racist. Uh, yeah. So I, I sent her a message on Facebook, and it just said like, "Hey, we're going out for post show drinks. If you want to join us?" And she wrote me back at like two a.m. Wait, gonna- who is going out for post show drinks? Me? Oh, <laughs> you wrote we? Yeah. You roped all of us into it? We, sounds, we're all going out. Sounds better that you way. You don't care that when she shows up, it's just you? I was like, dude, everyone oh, was just here a second ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's got to work. Whatever, I can find some people I've drinks with. Probably not. Uh, and she said I was at a birthday party tonight, and I'd, I'd given her my phone number. She said, but next time I go out, I'm going gi- to give you a call. Mm-hmm. Well, I assume that she hasn't gone anywhere in the last week. Right. Like, <laughs> the point of the story is you weren't fucking stammering. I wasn't guys stammering, yeah. And I think that you know sometimes rando dudes get lost in the shuffle, and I think I was just uh, I was just a victim of that. But I will be here next week, and I believe she's here next week as well. Um, so Drew is saying, I don't know what this is. Drew's saying, I'll go with you. I think that means she'll be. Drew, you're actually going to go out with me? Drew blew me off so many times this weekend. It was ridiculous. It got it got so bad. Are you kidding me with this? Right, Drew so is our, for those of you just tuning in, Drew is our call screener. There's just been some here, sort Drew. of something going on between Joe and Drew that no one has been able to figure out yet. Awkward call screener, Drew. Yes. Now, Drew blew me off for so many things. You know, it got so bad that she actually blew me off and draw something. <laughs> like, she started a game of draw something with me, and I what? took my first turn, and she hasn't taken hers in, like, five days. It's like, that's how bad the blow-offs well, got. Maybe there was four other guys that drew something faster That's right, than faster than I did. Yeah. And she was like, gotta just play with them. <laughs> From now on, you're known as Drew something. She's just an upper Drewnist. It's a fucking play on words. So anyway, Drew, your, your empty promises and teasing texts... At inappropriate times, mm. are going ignored henceforward. Yes. Oh, you got a middle finger. Jeez. Why is she flipping me off? She's the know. one who keeps burning me. Oh, she keeps rope a doping. She blew me. off the show Fuck last you. week too. She just blows stuff off whenever yeah. she feels like it. I will it. take you. Drew's side. Yeah. She said she was sick, and I'm going to say she is not a liar. So Girls are sick so much. Girls get sick. It's quiet. amazing oh how God, sick you all so are. There's so much stuff that happens to our bodies. Do you all have the fucking outbreak little. monkey as a pet? Why are girls sick a hundred thousand times Scott, more than dudes always? It's very difficult. A lot of stuff happens to girls' bodies. They have vaginas, which means they don't have to pay for anything ever. Mm-hmm. What is it that? It causes happen? a lot of illness. Oh. Not having to work. I thought you meant like bacteria gets up in there. They just have a bigger <laughs> entryway for no. pathogens. No, no, no. It's hard being <laughs> no. a girl, Scott. I don't like it's that. hard having I'm, everything in life handed to you. I see. Be- it makes me sick. Shut People up. begging you to spend money on you. Shut it's fucking up. hard on girls. 
God. Eating all those I wish restaurant life was meals. Like that. I wish life was like that. How are you? Listen, you. How, when was the last time you were employed? I'm, sorry, I'm not. I'm not being. I'm not being. I'm just. Don't bring that up. Just let me go oh, to where. Upset, just, I know. I'm not asking in like a mean uh, way. I'm like not. when I was still working. Right, um, and you're still alive, and you have a place to live. That's all we're saying. Ja- and you still like do stuff. I see you out at like oh, wineries, like, like go kart racing. I don't know who's paying your bills. I'm not. Whatever, you're an attractive female, so your mom loves you more than she would if you weren't attractive, Mm -hmm. so that's part of it. Well, I'm her favorite. Of course, because you're so fucking hot. There we go. That's why my mom loves you. So, Jackie, we're going to do beer fest on Saturday? Hey, Jackie, all of us are going out for post-show drinks, except it's in Joe's (laughs) sex dungeon, and nobody else is going. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of sex dungeons, coming up at 11... the S E K S dungeons. The sex squad. Uh, it'll be all about getting to know Jaden James and Jaden. Co- I don't know why. I just want to keep reading this thing. I'm sure I wasn't obligated to plug this a thousand times in the show. Do you think their names are really Jaden? Jaden and Jaden. Yeah. By the way, two, oh, really? two, no, no, two no. porn stars and they're both named Jaden. Story checks out. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, guys, the ladies will talk a little bit about where they came <laughs> from and about getting into the adult industry. And uh, they will also and how the adult is this stand up going on them. or like are they here early? No, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think know. Stand ups over. If Jaden and Jaden are here, it would be awesome if we could just see what's going on through that window right there, just to make sure that you guys are here and you know what you're going to be coming in just here. Just a getting friendly into. wave, yeah. hello. Yeah, Jaden and Jaden. We'll sit here silently. We'll wait. Oh, there they are. Hey, hey! Jaden right. and Jaden. There they, they are. Are girls and pro? They are definitely wait, girls. But they're wearing Uggs. Um, so yes, they will talk about the latest adult news, share their personal ideas and experiences relating you. to these topics. I love you already. And spend a lot of time interacting yeah, with the listeners. Nick's not going to be able to get up from the table. He's going to be too happy. Are you saying Nick's going to have a boner? Yeah. Are you making boner jokes over yeah. there, Jackie? Mm. Are you? Yeah, that's what I do because I'm unemployed. Nick's going to be rock hard for an hour. <laughs> that's how I want you to deliver boner jokes from now no, on. No, because you said in Our the producer's green room that, rock I talk, hard. that I talk like a dude. Nick's not going to be able to get up from his chair, but something else will be yeah. getting up. Nick, boom. That's who I'm talking about. He's Nick's going to be real hard. The what, fleshy Jackie? part of his penis is going to be engorged with blood. I'm, that's I'm what I'm ex- trying to say. I'm excited for Nick to be so excited. Um, I'd do it. No, I wouldn't. Nick, you motherfucker. You better not quit our show for their show. Yeah, you're going to be like, I work with two It's girls. so late. Sorry, I don't know if guys. I can do four hours of radio yeah, every no, night. fuck that. <laughs> you guys don't make me hard. She <laughs> 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 comes in here and just sits at the at the engineering board. Make me hard. <laughs> every show starts like that. Bitch, and I'll do make it. me I will, hard. I will do it. Joe just starts <laughs> I will make you hard. with the saddest look yeah. on his face. <laughs> I don't even care if you stay on the show or not, but I will. I will not fail at making you hard. <laughs> yeah, whenever Joe wears epaulets, it makes me a little harder. Oh. Mm, epaulets. Did you dress up for the uh, for Jaden and Jaden show? D- I think you did. Jayden maybe Jaden and Jaden Music Factory. Maybe, maybe I just took the dry cleaning bag off this shirt today. Yeah, that's the cleanest shirt I've ever seen you wear. Yep. There's not a wolf on it. There's no wolves <laughs> on it. There's no three. He brought out sleeves. his one wolfless shirt for Jaden and Jaden. <laughs> or that doesn't say Ace of Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had to retire Ace of Baseball. Ball like eight months ago. All my bowling league shirts were in the wash. Yep. I just happened to grab the one the Kenneth Cole epaulet shirt. Road shirts. He was hoping to get a Kenneth Cole reaction out of that jam <laughs> that he pulled out of the laundry. The wolf shirt was dirty. I wonder if Jaden and Jaden like epaulets. Yeah, it is fun, isn't it? Yeah, I love that we have someone following us. It's amazing. I mean, it's awesome that it's Jaden and Jaden. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad it's not like two guys in a microphone in Los Angeles following us. I'm glad it's them. But still, this is great. I can't wait to see what new outfits Joe wears every week now. (laughs) 
I you're ran, gonna I, have to step your game. There up. was actually a time when I was I went on my run today, and uh, you know, running outdoors is a lot different. I do like you know forty minutes of cardio at the gym, but running on the street is so much different. It's the worst thing you it's can horrible. do. It's the worst thing that has ever been given to us. There's a motherfucker of invention. We're never gonna get running. to it tonight. Yeah. But the, the first guy who was like, you know, it'd be good exercise if I just like go running. out, hit the street, and start running. Marathon. Johnny Athens yeah, Marathon. Whatever, whatever his name marathon was. is a motherfucker. Demetrius of Marathon can go fuck himself. Isn't it fuck really that bad guy. for your knees anyway? Yeah, exactly. That's what I tell myself when I have an exercise so in two bad years. For your knees. Yeah, oh, it's so shitty for <laughs> my well, knees. I was running. So what were you doing? I, really, I was running. I really wanted to quit. How much weights were you lifting? <laughs> I was not lifting <laughs> was weights today. My trainer was only available two days this week, which actually I'm a little upset about. Joke and oh. bench press one, Jaden. Turns out that's how they at least so, a Jaden. At least a Jaden. I'm working Maybe up to two Jadens. He can curl two Jadens. I'm working up to two Jadens. Uh, <laughs> there was a, there was a time during Jadins. the run that I wanted to quit, and I thought I thought about Jaden and Jaden, and I was like, if I ever want to get girls of that caliber, gonna have you're to keep have running. To just put, yeah, you have to power through. Yeah, because you have to realize that my entire life is based on the fact that girls wouldn't talk to me in high school and college. That's your whole life. That's now. like my, everything is based on that. The only reason I want to be funny, the only reason I want to be successful, is so that I can have nerds revenge. Right. And but no, you don't even really want to get revenge on those exact girls. No, you just want every to girl. execute No, I'm saying you want to execute revenge through other people, yes. but never even you'll never call those people. They'll be beneath you. I might. Oh, you might. I might. I would, could definitely see myself. Hey, Catherine, myself. that girl that was supposedly hot in 10th grade. I'm here with Jaden Cole. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Suck it, Becky. And she's going to be like, that's okay. I'm, I'm cool and wedded eternal bliss with four I children. I need to meet a yeah. Becky. Yeah. <laughs> you powered through for them, huh? I, I always find excuses when I'm running like uh like Oh I, no, I stopped for a while. Oh you did? <laughs> yeah. I just no, didn't walk all the way. You're home. supposed to walk and run. You're not supposed to just oh, do a full run. Well that's what I did then. Oh bullshit. <laughs> I'm mainly that's walk bullshit, yeah. When I run. You know what I do a lot? I change the song a lot. I'll be like, I can't run to this song. Oh yeah. right, and then you're walking. Yeah, and, and then like, you're walking. you're like, Oh shit, and you Next just keep Britney pushing song. the button. Yeah. yeah. I was doing you're that home. But my iPod went dead and I was forced to live in my own head for just a few minutes, which was terrible. Did you hear about this thing that they're doing in, um, here's, here's another motherfucker invention. Let's just get into it. These are sort of sure, motherfuckers invention. Let's go. The wheel. The printing press. The personal computer. That unbelievably sticky and easily shredded piece of tape that seals the edges of a DVD. Who the fuck ever decided we needed that? Motherfuckers of invention. <laughs> Uh, here's another one. Apparently in Jersey, they're trying to do something where, like, the state or I think it's the state gets the money for unclaimed gift cards. Like, if you don't claim a gift card, what? if you don't spend it, they get to redeem the money. And so American, I think it's American Express already was just like, hey, by the way, instead of that, fuck you. <laughs> We're not even selling gift cards in your state anymore. Nice. We're not sending them there because, oh, no, that shit's not happening. Like, you're just not doing it. So before you even get that idea in your head. So whoever thought of that idea, like, we're just going to take people's money. If they're too lazy to go spend their fries gift card, you're a motherfucker <laughs> of invention. This is uh, this is actually really appropriate this week. I agree. That's a, Whoever thought of that is a motherfucker of invention. Yes. It's just like, how can I squeeze every last nickel out of and it's out of gifts yeah exactly it's out of fucking and gifts. if you don't use it for a certain amount of time um they take money out of the gift card yeah some it's yeah. illegal to do that in this state in california oh, is it it's really? illegal yeah but in oh, a lot okay. of states it does uh go down over time what if someone buys them in idaho and then sends them to california i don't know I, i'm not a lawyer jackie mm. unfortunately <laughs> good question though Let's get a lawyer Someone's in here next week to answer gift card questions. Lawyer uh, squad coming up next with Jaden. Actually, and Jane. I got a really <laughs> Jaden. Jaden sounds like a law firm, kind of. Oh, kind of. Does. Not one that anyone would use, but Jaden. Jaden is a law. <laughs> could Definitely. be a law firm. Um, Jaden. So Jaden. Jaden. And Jaden. I actually got an email. Really <laughs> I got a gift card in the mail this week. 
Uh-huh. It was it was uh, my namesake day, which is Saint Joseph's Day. My parents call it oh, my, really? my Italian birthday. Oh, that's, that's cool. Cute. And so they'll send me a gift still, and they sent me a Starbucks gift card, which you know is I'm not gonna lie, fucking lame. But it's Why nice that they sent me a gift. Oh. Come on, oh, come I don't on. even drink your coffee. Namesake day? I, I don't drink coffee. Get a, get a milkshake. Whatever, oh, whatever. It was I nice. don't care. Seems I have like everything cheeses. in the world I could possibly want. Like I don't need my parents to send me gifts. But like a Starbucks gift card sounds like, I mean, why bother? Anyway, so my mom sent me this email. Body blank. Subject. Did you get gift? Period. If not, I have to put a tracer on it. <laughs> <laughs> Love mom. That is the subject of the email. A what? Way. A tracer. A tracer. Yeah, like my mom is going to inject like a nanobot. <laughs> Into the gift card. So no, Colin Farrell from Total Recall to chase down your Starbucks gift card. She's gonna put a tracer on it. Tracer on it. She's gonna put. I need to put out an all points bulletin on a five dollars Starbucks gift card. (laughs) Can your mom do that? What power? I don't know. Where is she? I want to know where to get a tracer. Don't (laughs) doubt her. Put a tracer on it. I better be careful what I say to you. Your mom's like, I'm putting out a tracer on Huff. She's got like one of those. She's (laughs) just stapes now. She's got one of those little handheld things from, like, Ghostbusters, and it's, she's following it around the country. This Starbucks uh, gift card, it's in Des Moines. Let's go! Man, parents parents and, like, tracking shit. Like, if my mom <laughs> sends me something, it's, like, every five seconds with the tracking number. Right now, you're, 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 what does she always, she always sends me stuff on, like, Valentine's Day. It'll be like, your Valentine's Day cookies are right over Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> Why are you watching the FedEx That's delivery thoughtful. thing? What I don't want to tell them is that, like, I go, look, I check my mail once every seven days. Like maybe, maybe really? once every seven days. Yeah. So you're the, the tracer. That's right. I am the, the tracer. I'm like, they go, did you get the gift card? And I go, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I could have. <laughs> Do you know how far away my mailbox is? It is is literally an elevator's right away. That is far. Uh, I have a mother effort of invention. Okay. The player piano. Okay, why? Aww. See, it's a real distant callback, but the player piano is a motherfucker of invention because I'm pretty sure, like, up until the point of the player piano, no one thought about automation. And then that <laughs> asshole was the first guy to take a job away Who from needs a perfectly a piano good player. piano player. That's right. You know? Somebody's tickling the ivories and he just yanks them off. He's like, nope, we can pick any song we want. We can just yell it out and it'll start playing it. That guy's a motherfucker. Of a better than shit. you can. Yeah, better than you can. And by the way, if you call the piano company, the auto- automatic player piano company, it's like, press one. Yeah. <laughs> press, press one for Camp Town Races. Press two <laughs> for my chickadee. Press one to order a player piano. Press two for oh, you wouldn't need anything else. It's a player piano. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, okay, I can see that too. No, seriously, and that, that's, it's a slippery slope from player piano to press one to speak to a fucking human being, which happens to me every day. So I think player piano guy, and I'm sure there's some research genius out there <laughs> who's going to write in and be like, actually, Scott, the first automation was in the uh, Ottoman Empire. That's why it's, it's actually automation. <laughs> I don't fucking care. Don't send me an email. Don't tweet at me. Player piano, as far as I'm concerned, first time automation, motherfucker of invention. Hey, Scott. It's granted. Yeah. Why are you standing up? Oh, I don't know. I just want to. Hiding his boner. Um, <laughs> make it off. I got one that goes along with that, actually. Whoever invented self-installation is a motherfucker of invention. You, That's like when you order up new internet service and it comes in a box, and instead of having like a guy come to your house and hook late. it up and make sure it works, yeah, uh, whatever. Late, doesn't matter. Sure. So we get, it's a different guy, late, by the way. Never. A different motherfucker of invention that invented the four-hour window. Yeah. That's we'll be there between 8 and noon. Fuck you. You're a motherfucker of invention. But also, <laughs> the guy that invented self-installation, because it never works right. It never. It's like four hours of you sweating, calling customer service. Could have been done in five minutes if they sent a dude to your house. Fuck that shit. Yeah, especially at, at places like Ikea think they can do it. 
They're just like, oh yeah, we're gonna sell you two hundred dollar bookshelf, but you gotta put it together yourself. Are yeah. you insane? That's a lot of money. Fuck that shit. That's a lot of money. Uh, we got that is an MF of invention. We had Greg write in. Okay. Greg, who wants to say whoever invented the pull chain for the ceiling fan? Because he spends like half of his life trying to figure out whether the blade's slowing down or speeding up. <laughs> You're just like, what is it doing? How many clicks does it take? How many times do I what have I to do pull it? it? Why isn't there just a switch system that just says what position yeah, why the did they fan apply is in? It to that? There was the guy who, they're like, it works on the lamp. Well, yeah, because the lamp's on, off. And if you've ever seen those ones where right. it's like on, a little bit more on, off. No, no, no. It should just be That's on, annoying. Off. And That's I, also, I personally have a lamp, motherfucker of invention. Which is, if you if you put a fucking light switch, a, a switch, on a lamp anywhere but the two places you'd expect to look for it, which is A, up by the bulb, or B, at the base of a lamp, fuck you. It's already dark. I don't want to be hunting around for whatever clever oh, yeah. fucking place you put the light switch. Like on the cord? The, the dude, on the cord, or the dude who, like, makes the little stamper thing on the floor? Like, you gotta, fo- you gotta follow? The sta- oh, the stamper thing is ridiculous. I always pretend it's a landmine, though. <laughs> I walk in and I'm like, Bruh! I stepped on it, I can't, I can't get off it unless I went the room to get really, really Save bright. Save me, teddy bear robot. <laughs> yeah, so I do it in my house. And those things are always brutal. Like yeah, no, those things are brutal. My mom you has them everywhere. follow around like it's the fucking cord in the Goonies, where you're, like, tracing the, the, the string back to Chester Copperpot so you finally find the fucking thing to step on? It never <laughs> stays right side up. My mom has them everywhere in the house. She has those, like, Chinese floor lantern things, and it have the little stampers, the little landmines, yeah. and they always just flip to the side. They're, they are the worst. Terrible. The oh. worst. Motherfucker of invention. Regular lamps, regular switches. Let's not get crazy. Uh, we had we had one we had another write in uh, Norman Nesby Norman Nesby Norman. our African American gentle fan he says what about the guy who made the idiotic blue brightest shit headlamps for cars that shit is of no use to anyone I'm sure he's a millionaire at least we hate lamps <laughs> we hate we're lights. like the we're like the lamp KKK what the hell are we doing fuck oh, lamps oh. this is a new segment called fuck lamps you walk around with a lampshade <laughs> on your head <laughs> burning <laughs> shit with a lampshade on my head two spo- eye holes cut in it you're supposed to be providing <laughs> light to the world and instead darkness. The Grand Dragon of Lamps. What is our problem? Jesus Christ. Lamps, oh, God. There's so fucking hate lamps. Songs. Yeah, there's I don't like, like those halogen halogen lamps on... Uh, oh, dude. What? You got this one more? guy's got a great one. Okay. Nigel Francis writes in... Really? We have a fan named Nigel Francis? I love that. Hello, Nigel Francis. Would I you mean- like me to read it? <laughs> Would you like me to do it as Russell Brand? Yeah, no, do you have I won't. No, I don't have it in me right now. I don't. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to tip what it is till I read it a little bit. You guys can figure out. A seemingly economical device that totes its pen-like reusability and pencil-esque impermanence when writing, the mechanical pencil mm. is fucked oh. up. And the fact that after a short while, the mechanism side starts fucking up and can no longer support the graphite rod inside, making the clicking nonsense... Support the graphite rod. More Check it out. Jaden and Jaden coming up next. Graphite I know rod. whose graphite oh, rod is going to be supported. Next. Uh, <laughs> worry whether or not the tip's going to fall right out of this. I'll tell mm-hmm. you another tip's going to fall out. Yeah. Coming up next, the sex squad with Jaden and Jaden. Tips falling out everywhere. Gift <laughs> from God. Speaking of the tips, oh, no. that's where they get you. The motherfuckers that thought, hey, let's charge people for their replacement graphite instead of for their devices are geniuses, but still major twats. Wow. The fact... Speaking of major twats, <laughs> uh, the fact that I need oh. these things for college doesn't help the situation, though. Despite the fact that I'm biting the hand that feeds, those knobheads can eat a dick. Can you say... Speaking of eating dick. Like twats as Russell Brand. <laughs> 11 p.m. Totally I can work. swallow oh. the Coors Light. I don't think I could. Oh, oh man. That's Nick, you are in for it, buddy. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. We got any other emails? Uh, we don't I was going to get to the story about the medium, but I, alas, I cannot. I have one more uh, motherfucker invention. Mm-hmm. I, the, whoever invented the three-minute replay 
that a lot of cable shows will air in between. Like, I record Justified on my DVR. Love it. I wish every episode were fucking a thousand hours long. It's so fucking good. I would definitely have sex with Marshall Raylan Given. Who's that? Hands Jer- down. Jeremy, or what's his name? Old Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, yeah. I would hook up or with Or his brother no Jeremy But he's, so, he's fucking so straight, he would never do it anyway, so it's a totally safe bet for me. Um, but if you yes, you do it. Totally. Totes. <laughs> um, but they do this thing that, like, halfway through the week, they'll do a three-minute replay of the episode, but it bumps off my old episodes off the DVR. So I'll be like, I have five episodes to justify to watch. No, I don't. I have two and three three-minute replays, yeah. and the two regular episodes have been bumped off. Fuck yeah. that guy. Who go- who goes is like, oh, I love the three-minute replay. I can't wait to sit down and watch this three-minute replay. No, fuck you. I would like to actually thing. meet the crazy ADD lunatic who is happy with the three-minute replay of like Game of Thrones. Like, I'm all cut up. <laughs> ready for season two. There are people out there who don't care. Like, I feel like that's the kind of thing my mom would do. She'd be like, I hear this Game of Thrones is great. Season two, Game of Thrones. She just watches the whole thing. What do we What do we got? Kenny out there? What are you looking Karen's at? Karen's playing little baby games with me, but I don't know what she's doing. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure we're getting kicked out What'd in the next three minutes. What'd you do with the money, minutes, Karen? We got three minutes left, and we're taking every goddamn second of it. Speaking of which, after those three minutes, you can catch the sex squad. Yes, with Jaden and Jaden. Jaden and Jaden. Jaden James, Jaden Cole. All the Jadens you can handle for one hour. <laughs> I guess we should get out of here. Let's Jayden go. squared. Let's go. Let's give them a little extra time. It's their first show. Sure. Give them a little extra time to set up. What All the right, hell? We'll that's be, very we'll nice. We'll be gentle. Remember that. Us at HuffsAndStapes.com. Us at HuffsAndStapes.com is the email address for next week. At HuffsStapes on Twitter. At ToadHop Network. They're the ones who keep the lights on here at the John Lovitz Theater in Universal City, California. Come out for Tastier Tuesdays. Every Tuesday, $3 beers. I believe it's seven. We're up to seven podcasts you can come hang out and listen to, Damn. including two guys and a mic. Angie and the sex squad. Angie Everhart, Joey Medina. It's awesome. Come down. Tastier Tuesdays every Tuesday night. Come hang out with us. We'll have a beer with you after whatever. It'll two be guys fun. and a microphone in Los Angeles. Yes. You can also find us on Extreme Talk XM 165. They are at Extreme XM 165 on Twitter, so check them out as well. Of course, all the shows, our full slate of shows, available at ToadHopNetwork.com, and uh, follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash ToadHopNetwork. Big thanks to our guest tonight, monologue writer for Conan, Josh Comers. If you missed it, go back, watch it. Awesome interview. Very good. Really cool stuff. At Josh Comers on Twitter. Uh, Lewis is not here, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> Pat, Pat is not here, fuck you. Although, Pat's sick. Uh, big thanks to Nick, although you should be thanking us. Sex Squad. You're welcome. Coming up. Thank you for showing up, Julius. And uh, Drew is here. Thank you, Drew. Big thanks to Jackie Bray, at Jackie Bray on Twitter. I am at Scott B. Huff on Twitter. Until next week for the Huff and Stapes radio program from the John Lovitz Theater in Universal City, California, at Two Jacks Joe. Joe Stapleton has one thing left to say. Smell you later. And speaking of smelling things later, come up at 11, Jaden and Jaden, the Sex Squad. Leave him alone. Smell you later. For real. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Stay out of Charles Mansion. Took Abraham Lincoln through the Tar Bridge expansion. Willis reads the map that marked the spot showing. On his left, George Burns a blunt, William Tolton. Tara Bank, the money that Shaka Khan the poor. Alicia Keys car for giving Melbourne more. For the Red Fox, she bought off the block, but thought twice as Deborah Cox the gun, cause she beat Kelly's price when Rosa parked the truck on the farm in Kim Fields. Linda Tripp be trying to walk in Lawrence Hills. Water dripped out of Ferris Fawcett in the glass. She was super fly, Curtis Mayfield her ass. 
Chris Tucker to a show, Ted Turner to a hoe. Robert Dick's the beat, but ain't feeling the flow. But he signed fast for half of Johnny's cash. Me along for the album to drop. Cameron